Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Brian. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all a little better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the friendly confines of the Pirate Radio Studios. Big show on tap today. A lot of guests to get to on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to come hang out on Facebook Live and YouTube. We are there, Pirate Radio TV. We've got all of the interviews up from 2024 ECU Baseball Media Day. So if you want to hear what Cliff Godwin, Jeff Palumbo, Austin Knight, Jacob Jenkins Coward, Justin Wilcoxon, Jacob Starling, Treya Savage, Zach Root, and Danny Beal had to say, all you got to do is go to Pirate Radio TV. You can see those interviews in full from monday and we are live right now on youtube and facebook live come hang out with us on this three hour tour coming up on today's show the mully man will join us i believe via the pirate radio live line we'll talk about his packers being game on saturday night but falling to the san francisco 49ers we'll talk some baseball and more with the mully man in hour number two hour three we are packed. We got Bryce Williams in studio. We got the captain, Shane Carden, going to join us. He's fired up about what ECU has done this offseason, adding talent, especially to the offensive side. So we'll talk to the captain and Bryce about that. Also, a couple of pirate pitchers, the aforementioned DB, Danny Beal, and Wyatt Lunsford-Shinkman will join us on the show as they get ready for the baseball season coming up in february so we got that we got a slew of ecu's best and brightest the interns are here alex harper zach delaney and also shirley rhodes producing today's program sean is to my left hello chandler hello clipper and htdu mf and coach mac is back mac mccarthy in the house in his own little corner of the table that chandler has allotted him hello coach mac it's getting smaller over here it's okay and uh we're, i'm going to tape it off pretty soon and um you know it's uh, it's shrinking but hopefully my presence on the show remains large how you doing over there you doing all right and look what he's doing now Ter- he's all in my area territorial chandler over here his take, elbow take over. is in my face his phone's over here is this your table well he's used to getting wide as a as a long snapper yeah Speaking of long snappers, Alex Harper is here, and uh, Alex, this is I'm a current long snapper. This is not a pylon. This is more of just a do this moving forward. You got Shane Carden spelled right. Well done. Uh, Coach Mac has a K on the end. Now, how are you to know that? Maybe you could have Googled Mac McCarthy. That would have been, I mean, that actually would have been pretty easy. But somebody could have said, hey, 
put a K on the end of Coach Mack. Moving forward, add the K. That's it. We can talk about it later. Time to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> All good? Yeah. All right. He said yeah, but it wasn't on mic. It reminds me of the Billy Madison scene where he says, spell rock. And he says, R-O-K? And they say, R-O-C-K! C-K. Coach Mack, are you offended? Not at all. All right, good. <laughs> He's good to go. All right, uh, Steve, Jamie, Tyler, and crew hanging out with the Chad gang. Steve has more uh, Chandler big head jokes. He said uh, Chandler's favorite band is the Talking Heads. His favorite movie is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. What did Chandler's hat say to his head? I think we need some space. There you go. If you got any great uh, head jokes for Chandler, please get him in. Coach Mack, uh, last week I asked you, did you watch the NFL playoffs? You said you tried, but every time you turned the game on, it was out of hand. Wasn't a good. Now, if you flipped over this weekend, you saw a close, good ball game. So, how many did you watch? Um, that didn't sound good. Let's see. I saw a little Detroit. Uh, I saw a little Baltimore. Saw a little Kansas City. <laughs> saw none of San Francisco. I don't know what happened there. That was Saturday night. You were probably watching a good show or something. Or a good game. Yeah, a good, good basketball, good basketball game. game. Um, <clears throat> how many games did you do last week since we've last talked to you? How many did you call? Uh, just one. Just one. Just one. And that yeah. was? Um, Virginia Tech women at Duke, uh, which hey, didn't go well for the Virginia Tech women. Uh, they got to head 13 to nothing, and I don't think they scored again the rest of the game. Oh. Uh, they went from number 14 to number 19, uh, still in the top 20. But uh, uh, they bounced back and had a good win uh, the next day. And then I've got them to Thursday night against George Tech in Blacksburg. All right. Uh, so Coach Mack will be back on the road. Great to have you in the studio again. Yeah, I think I may make it next week. This is great. Yeah, Sweet. Or, or, I was a little worried. Keep the streak alive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, even even with the shrinking space, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, I had a little bit of the sports depression last night. No uh, football game on. No uh, national championship. No Monday night football. No super wild card. So we're starting to get there this Couple Sunday. Basketball games. I mean, I know you're, I know. you're sort of a basketball fan. Oh, I'm a huge basketball fan. I think you're a basketball game fan, just being at the game. I think that's your thing. I love being at the game, although, boy, I've got a dilemma this Sunday. Well, what do you Am got? I a true pirate? Am I a true live basketball fan? Or What am- do we got? What do we got? What's the conflict? Well, you've got... Championship Sunday. Championship Sunday, the final multi-game Sunday of the NFL and, season. And we have scheduled a basketball game during that? Five oh o'clock. my goodness, right in the dang... Right smack dab in the middle. It's going to be like halftime third quarter of Chiefs and Ravens. Maybe they'll put it on the big screen and let the game go on. Why are they putting the dog up during free throws? I don't get that. I've asked that question. Zach, though. you're a maniac. Do you know? Why are they doing that? Uh... We do it because the cheer coach has requested that we bark at them during the free throws. Okay. Bark. So the cheer team tried it, and they got told Zach, no. Zach got some air time. A little bit. I saw him, I saw him on TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in the middle every yeah, time. He's, he's out there. ESPN Wait, so so whose original idea was it? Uh, as far as I can tell, the, the cheer team. They and then the cheer team is not allowed to do it now? Yeah, they got a slap on the wrist, told no, and came over to us and asked us to do it. Okay. So we did it for him. Tried. Yeah. All right. 
I was just curious. Yeah. But there's a, little, a few things I'm curious about in there. How do you feel about make some noise? I cannot stand it. All right. Oh, my Lord. I'm with you. Boom, boom. Now let me I was going to say, would you rather hear that instead? I think I would rather hear boom, boom, boom wow. randomly than somebody scream. <laughs> and nobody does anything. Nope. We are dead silent every time. But what clip is that from? From every like rock jock, rock jams, whatever. Oh, okay, I thought maybe nothing. it was from a movie or something. Nah, like. it's just like generic DJ stuff. And I like the DJ. Don't get freaked out out there. I'm not just being a curmudgeon. I like the music being played. But make some noise. Somebody scream is a little. The women's DJ does better, in my opinion. He is Ooh, much wow. better. Those, that was Zach, not me. I don't know if it's the same guy every game, but the music is always better at women's games. Now, the game we went to, it was the same dude. Yes. For the South Carolina game. The last game I went to, uh, <coughs> the UAB women's game, that was a different guy. And he was oh, good. okay. All right. Well, again, this is Zach talking, not me. Yep. Send your emails. All this game talk brings up my first question of the day. Fantastic. I mean, we'll get to all the questions, but but because uh, this one was further down the line, but because you brought it up, um, you posted, and, and I know that we're all caught up in whatever has happened recently. Some people like in the last two days, some people the last two weeks, some people the last two years. You're going to bring up something I posted? I'm bringing up this something This is dangerous. This yes. is, I don't like this. Because you, your quote was, I've never seen Menji's Coliseum like this ever. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, that, did you not get the sarcasm in that one? Uh, you know, no, you have been talking about how how lit the place was or whatever the word was. <laughs> did, did you play the clip? It was Shirley. Give me some boom, boom, boom. They hit boom, boom, boom before the game, which I had a major issue with last year, which they finally took out, but they hit it before the game and nobody was responding to it so so Coach that Mack, was your sarcasm complete sarcasm there. wonderful yes. because i was going to question your <laughs> your uh memory um yes that was sarcasm but later on that night Minji's uh was alive which uh, you can quote me on that as well uh boy i was scared though when you said you were going to quote me on something <laughs> should do that every week just pull up one of the yes. dumbest things i say what, what what did clip say that i can't believe this week we we could sell that <laughs> yeah sean that sean? segment yes yeah. we can yeah. absolutely um no good question and not everybody sarcasm is kind of the lowest form of humor i guess <laughs> and that i'm i'm guilty of that quite often well it's hard to it's hard to read sarcasm yeah. in a tweet sometimes yeah no doubt but uh they yeah. need a font they, it needs its own true, font true true uh if you click on the video you would have seen that it was not a a rowdy atmosphere while they were playing boom 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 um but i don't want to be so dang negative i want to be positive and that game ended negatively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, real quick on that, Coach. So, did you disagree with the final call? Is that what you're saying? Well, they definitely pushed off. Yeah. No doubt about that. But we could have played it a lot better, do certainly. We, you know, what do we, I mean, in the Hail Mary, it, does, does it happen every time? That they don't call a – yeah. I mean, it, we had Greg Hudson here. It's like uh, a Hail Mary in football. Former football coach that told his guys to just mug them on Hail Marys. They're yeah. not going to call it. Is yeah. it pre- I'll ask you, is it the same in basketball? You don't oh, see yeah. fouls called a lot in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Now, that is a scramble play. There's no timeout called. I would like to ask Mike Schwartz. I thought about this this week, like when we have Mike Schwartz on at the end of the season or before next season. 
to just keep a log of questions all year long that I want to ask them about particular games. But if they had a timeout in that situation after RJ makes a prayer, do you call it if you're on defense then, or do you let the play go? Do you know what I'm saying? So there was about you talking, talking about should ECU have called a timeout, right? If they have one available. Uh, it, it, it 100% depends on how much trust you have in, in your decision makers. And, and in that situation, particularly, what to do. Yeah. And it's the same thing going the other way, If you you know, offensively. if you, Assuming you have a timeout, if you've got veteran guards, you probably don't call a timeout. If you, if you don't, then maybe you want to tell them exactly what to do. Yeah. So, I guess if you are the defense in that situation, Brandon Johnson should have been behind the player rather than fronting him if in a perfect no world. No, no 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 not necessarily you think it was just yeah. executed yeah uh, well it, it was executed well although you know once he got that high then you did have the possibility of being able to throw it over but uh but no i don't think he played it you know somebody brought up the fact that there wasn't anybody on the ball right uh yeah. that's a legitimate complaint and, okay and uh um, I, I had i made that uh, decision one time in a championship game and it ended up costing us uh a shot at the buzzer uh they we didn't put a guy on the ball uh um, either throwing it to midcourt and they called a timeout and then we took the guy off the ball again in the half court and we took away the first three options and the, the fourth option mm-hmm. beat us but uh, you know in the end it looked like we did the wrong thing and uh, I, you know I don't know that I'd change it uh, even even today and that was in 1985 before you were born and Schwartz had I was four okay ish uh, Schwartz uh, after the game said we didn't want to just all sit back and allow a guy to dribble up and get a decent look because there was time for that. Their it, guard had what was the time? Three point one, three point two seconds. Yeah, you got time to catch it and get down the court, make get a little a, move, get a shot up. So, man, th- those little moments, though, I, I, I believe after the game, North Texas said that they prepare for that situation. I got to assume we prepare defensively, but sure. but how much do you practice? I mean, you try to practice for every situation. Yeah, it's got to be difficult, though. Yeah, right? it really is. You know, we we played one minute, two minute games, and that way they all happen kind of organically, rather yeah. than say, so you get, okay, there's two point one seconds left. You've got the ball on the side out of bounds. Yeah, you know, rather than set them up like that, you try to let them happen organically. But you can't get to every single one of them, and you know, also what in what context of the game did you make a comeback? Or you have you were you leading? the whole time you know it it depends on a lot of different things on how you do that mac mccarthy joining us um jamie says i didn't complain no one on the ball just that if you're not guarding the inbounds guy you can't let a full court heave for a layup five on four at that point no excuse yeah we and we had a guy so brandon was kind of fronting the guy got pushed dude caught the ball we had another guy over there, but didn't really get a good contest on the layup. No. And by the time he caught the basketball, he was in perfect position to put a shot up off the back. Inbounder made a perfect pass. I mean, it was on the money. Yeah, yeah. what are the odds of that, too? And uh, and, and you also, you're telling your guys, do not foul right. in any circumstances, too. Uh, so so they're a little bit tentative to uh, to make an aggressive play. Well, Coach Mack, I like the, uh, you said you practiced one and two minute games to see what situations would arise to give those guys a a look at it uh east carolina now by my math has been in 10 games this year where it's been anybody's game in the final three and a half four minutes after the last media timeout three and seven record in those games yeah so and that turns your whole season around yeah 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Think about if you've won, if you you won those games, and where you'd be right now. So. Yeah. Flip flops. We we and we had that uh, you know every single year, but we had a year where we won seven overtime games. Well, it completely made us look like we were we had a great team, <laughs> but we really didn't have a great team. Uh, Mac McCarthy's here. Paige says I'm here for Coach Mac. I appreciate that, Paige. I guess she'll be heading out at four o'clock. But appreciate you watching hour one. <laughs> Uh, Kenny says, no choice at all for Sunday. It's NFL football because it's almost over. Plus, the Pirates will just piss me off losing the game in the last four minutes. Wow, Kenny Curling's not a true Pirate. We saw a stat yesterday from Johnny Stats. He said the Pirates have been outscored 57-38 to 38 in the final five minutes of conference games this year. Johnny Stats to consider. Yeah. Bringing it. You know, that, and, I, and I hear the complaint, and I understand that uh, things could go the other way, but... Think about this. Think how many se- how many seasons of of ECU basketball have you seen? Too many. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, seriously, when you started watching and you playing paying attention to every single game. So 20, my, 25? Yeah, we're at 20 and yeah. then it was a little less than that, but like I went to games in the 90s. Yeah. I, I people know this. I grew up a fan of an in-state team. ACC team. Just say it. Like everybody did, North Carolina. Carolina, okay. Yeah. okay. That's um, one of my questions. And by the time I went to East Carolina, I was like, this is weird. Meador was uh, the same way. Yeah. I mean, everybody was. Chandler was a huge Wolfpack guy and still is. No, I, no, I wasn't. You still are. I'm not. Okay. But, um, but in, the, in those, okay, Ricky let's Bobby. say 20 years. Yeah. Let's say 20 years. How many times in those 20 years has the team been competitive in almost every single game, regardless of the opponent? Not many. None. Yeah. Zero. This this has been the most competitive team in terms of being in, uh, have a chance to win in almost every single game. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. I know that we can beat anybody on the schedule. I know that we can lose to anyone on the schedule. Yeah, so. and, and and being like that, being so close to being good, I'm sure it drives everybody crazy. It doesn't drive anybody crazier than Coach Swartz. Uh Johnny Stats is back, Shirley. Can I get another stat to consider? Stats to consider. Johnny Stats, Johnny Robertson on Facebook says, in the last five games, Ezra has made 32 free throws. The rest of the Pirates have combined uh, to make 26. Hmm. Uh, a couple of things there. First of all, Ezra's hitting his free throws. That's good. But he is so dang quick to get from corner to the basket or top of the key to the basket, blows by his guy, sometimes has trouble finishing. Yeah. But is or very, hanging on to the basketball. Very good at, uh, at getting fouled. And that is good because uh, that he's making his free throws now because he goes to the line a lot. Good stat, Johnny Stats. All right. Um,. Coach Mack, if Chandler and I, Steve, you're asking the question. Steve, when can we get on the court? You said we could get on. Give me a date. Give me a day, and we'll see if it works. Uh, Coach Mack, if Chandler and I played one on one, play by one, threes count as twos. Game goes to eleven. Who do you think wins? What is the foul situation? Uh, that's a great question because if we do have fouls and foul. free throws, that's a foul. I would also like to throw in a second question. question Can coach. we answer the first one first? Sure. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Are we shooting free throws? Sure. No. Nah, probably no free throws. Yeah. So no, no fouls are called. Yeah, we're, 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 we're yeah. And are you doing make it take it? Well, no. 
good question no make it take it just the honor code like yeah if you get if you get hacked it's like all right yeah i chandler and i have integrity right i'll do the that was me <laughs> that was me make a pick coach oh it's easy clip <laughs> okay second question wow i want to hear more about that <laughs> okay if i were to go head to head with either one of these guys who wins oh that's easy yeah that's easy no the only way that would be even be competitive is if clip had un un you know limited timeouts <laughs> that is true <laughs> <laughs> that is my biggest thing coach i think for the first three minutes i'm gonna look like a pretty good eighth man on the court yeah what are we playing two what 11 11 yeah oh yeah make it five and i'll take you in a lock there you go that's exactly what i said <laughs> once we get to that second half of the game i am dead d-e-d dead <clears throat> um <laughs> steve says what time uh and days don't work for you and do i have to provide sean with a headband <laughs> yeah try the st louis arch <laughs> wow let's take a break on that one you like the way i said it, it was kind of like dennis miller like, the saint you don't know who that is the st louis arch the pronunciation the over emphasis arch yeah you like it who's your favorite comedian coach Right now, uh, Nate Bargatze. You've seen him live, correct? I have. And know his uncle. Tyler said, Clip got to get his breathing treatment in. What would that be? Can you rent an oxygen tank? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be like Linville Joseph. They have bottles of oxygen that they sell somewhere at a store. It's like pressurized oxygen that you can actually get. Like at a sports store, you can okay. get those. All right. People uh, people walk into the gym and to watch the game, and Clip's already over there with an the oxygen mask, and they're like, oh, man, what's the score? And they're like, he just got no warming up. We just did a layup, layup line. I need that. I need an IV. I need a full team of doctors, and damn it, I'm going to get a win. All right, uh, we'll take a break. More with Coach Mack. He's got questions. I've got a couple of questions for Coach Mack. More to go. Pirate Radio Live with the intern crew, Shirley, Sean, myself, and Mack. Back with you after this. Some call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or you can visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. She's dating. Back with you. All right, Chandler. Oh, I heard tender and dating. So what are you guys talking about? Oh, no, that's just Chandler's accent. He said the word dead. Dead. Oh, it sounded like dating. I'll tell you what you're talking about. I'll be honest. 
Be honest. The Panthers are hiring some uh, guest underwear model as their head coach. Potentially, it's not official. No, uh, the offensive coordinator from the Bucks, handsome fella. And I saw that somebody on Twitter said David Tepper's wife. What was her name? Nicole Tepper. Nicole Tepper. I uh, like that hire. And she was impressed with the second interview. So I Googled Nicole Tepper to see what she looked like. And turns out a, bil- a billionaire's wife is an attractive lady. Yeah. Who would have figured it? So I said, I want to see a billionaire that just has a an ugly wife. Like, I think that would be nice. That would be heartwarming to me. Has it ever happened? Let us know. All right. Sorry, Mac. You had to be a part of that. <laughs> uh let's get back to your questions okay Post- do you have more basketball questions i've got some basketball. I've got, okay let's i've got go a bunch basketball. of basketball questions right. but or or you know they're sports related but mostly basketball right. post game stuff we didn't get to do this last week i don't think but rodney terry and horns down your thoughts I, I, it's a cult over there first of all when texas came here for the super regional in baseball yeah i could not believe that they are more delusional and more it's their world and nobody else is acting than North Carolina, like than Tar Heels or anybody that I've ever seen associated with college sports. They were upset. <coughs> they were singing some dumb song. Eyes of Texas. I know it's called the Eyes of Texas. I call it the guys from Texas to make fun of them. They were singing this song before the game with the their fans, and ECU started doing a purple gold chant. And, oh, my God, people on social media acted like we were interrupting the national pulling anthem. Pulling out our butts, like mooning the American flag during the national anthem. You would have thought it was Joe Buck when he saw Randy Moss moon the crowd. <laughs> Somebody deleted the tweet, but it was – they basically compared themselves to, like, an, a military service, and their song, The Eyes of Texas, is like the national anthem. And we should all be quiet and acknowledge it so that's where that's the headspace they're coming from at all times so when i saw this rodney terry thing it didn't shock me like it did a lot of people because i've seen it firsthand but it was absolutely ridiculous because from what i saw from tyler feldman formerly of witn now in uh in texas covering it you ucf was celebrating with themselves kind of in a huddle doing horns down they were not directing it at fans or their players from what i saw and then rodney terry started chastising them cussing at them telling them they are classless as he's going down the handshake line and then doubled down post game and said some dumb crap about we expect to win we don't hope to win this was coming off their third loss in four games maybe they should start hoping for a damn win instead of expecting to win so I thought Rodney Terry looked like a moron. Texas fans always look like morons. Horns down, coach, forever. <laughs> How do you think the horns down thing is going to go at the SEC? Awesome. It's, it's going to be, where they, it's gonna be awesome. Where they literally cook an alligator before they play Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to have some bevos that they're frying up or whatever. <laughs> uh, it, they're going to have to either get less sensitive or... Or just be prepared to lose their minds because it's going to be insane. I don't know if they realize this, but the more they complain about it, the more it's going to happen. Yes. No question about that. Uh, And you broached another subject as you were uh, going on your rant, which I enjoyed. Uh, Should we have a handshake line? Yes, I believe so. You go there and you tell your guys, they're the enemy, beat the hell out of them. 
Now go shake their hand. Yeah. It's been going on I, for forever, and it's a sign of sports. I think you should. It is kind of a – although not always. There are guys that really respect each other, that played against each other, their friends or whatever, and and even enemies on the court that shake it out, and we all kind of get heartworn. Heartworms? Heart <laughs> Man, I might want to get some medicine. Heartwarmed by it. Okay, I'm changing my pick in the one-on-one game. <laughs> what? Just because I can't talk, don't mean I can't Wait, shoot. You got heartworms. How many guys you know could talk? They could shoot, Coach. Um, I'm surprised you're asking that question. What do you think? Should there be? No, I, I'm. I am trying to get information. You know, I, I, I say you yeah. Can, there, yeah. You can, uh, but not in every case. If there are seven fights during a game, I say, hey guys, we go and call this one off post game. You know what I mean? common sense more of that would be more nice. of that would be okay all right uh caitlin clark was she a victim or a villain, villain. it was an axe now did she say anything after the game she did she said Charlie brought that up yesterday i didn't know that she didn't say anything really about the incident other than the fact that she wasn't hurt oh but now did she didn't she say that they were after her and they tried to get her and it didn't work out or something <laughs> like that she said that. Eric said heartworms. Oh, Clip got that dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> roof, roof. I'm going to be barking at I the just, free throws. I, I think That's the how we get off the rails right there. No, we're back. I so, just think the situation was, it was an accident. way it, out of proportion. It was yeah. a total accident. You look at the video. The woman that she ran into was clearly whoa, not... Whoa, 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 whoa. Who ran into who? It was a can they, accident. Can, can they both not run into each other? Well, you didn't say you that. Didn't you say said that. the woman that ran into Caitlin is what you said. Well, you could say that Caitlin ran into her. Yeah, you could. I think it was more of Caitlin running into her. She wasn't even looking at Caitlin. She wasn't even paying attention. Neither was one on was looking at each other. But can, we, can, but can, we, can we talk get about this right phone. here? Get, get off your phone. But can we also talk about the flop job yeah, from a, Caitlin Clark? Well, that's a natural muscle memory thing because she does that every because time. Because she's in uniform and on a court, so if you get touched, you have to flail. There is that muscle memory in her in uh, in her game, I can tell if you. If this was anybody else on Iowa, would they have made a big deal about it? If it was anybody else in women's basketball, would they have made a big deal about it? No. Uh, it was a big nothing burger. Hold on. Let me hear what she had to say. Because I got it right here. It's a 30-second clip. I exited the court as quickly as possible, so I started running, and I was absolutely just hammered by somebody oh, trying to run onto boy. the court and basically blindsided and, oh, um, you know, kind of scary. Could have caused a pretty serious injury. And her that was incorrect. And that was incorrect. And her defense, she didn't know that the person, which is probably why she shouldn't have said that, but maybe she thought somebody was going after her intentionally well she was blindsided but she was blindsided herself meaning she was not paying attention either because you can see from the video she's not even looking neither one the, are neither looking. one are yeah. looking so it's just a a matter of they just collided they just met at the right you know point yeah. and so it's nobody's fault it's an accident but yep. she made a mountain out of a molehill yep and i like caitlin clark but i thought she made way too big of a deal over it it was an accident she and the fact that she flailed like you know somebody had you know clipped her knee 
Yeah, uh, she definitely I thought, did that. Yeah, she definitely now, made a big deal out of it. But again, she, it. she it literally does that in every game. And yeah. On, anytime she gets fouled, she does yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. called a game with her in it, right? I did call the Iowa yeah. now, in, the, game. In, this, in this situation, at that point in time, she probably hadn't seen a video of it. That's what I just said. But I, but I was waiting to see if she would see the video, realize that the woman that she ran into, that whoever ran into, was not paying attention, and then come out and say, I see that this was just an accident, but we haven't seen anything from that. We can all just move on from it. I, I, I agree. All right. Well, let's move on to the to the bigger question. Do we need court storming? That was my my two questions were court storm and Rodney Terry, by the way. Okay. Um, do we need it? No. You need oxygen and water. But do we want it? Yes. yes Relax, want. Zach. Zach's like, man. Do you know what needs and wants are? They're two different things. You don't need to say S that P D B. You don't need. Don't know. Don't uh, even. I don't know what you're about to say. But, but I'm. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna like it. We're on radio. Okay. What uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I I need some wants a lot, and that's one of the wants I need a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Boom. All right. Um, we need that recording for. This sure, is right? like every rule or law out there, like. Do we need all these rules and laws? We do because people will take advantage of them and act like morons. Like, Zach has a good head on his shoulders. If he's storming the court after a pirate buzzer beater win over Memphis, he's doing it to celebrate with his team, to celebrate with his fans, the student section. I'd like to think Zach has enough sense not to run up to a 6'8 guy and say, you suck, and, and give him the double him, yeah. bird. And in t- you know, incite a riot. I'd I mean, like to think that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. We we've, we've already rushed the court once this year against Kennesaw. It was a small rush, but we did it. Yeah, and we didn't. No I players think, were harmed. You know, and, and and not no offense, but but what? but what in the hell are we doing rushing the court against Kennesaw? We made a three quarter court buzzer beater. Kennesaw's a good team. Come on now. I mean, hey, just, Grandpa, let us have fun. <laughs> I'm all for fun. I'm just thinking, you know, where have we gone? Are we, we going to rush the court against the Kennesaw, formerly the Owls? Bobby Pettiford hit a shot from beyond half court to win it. We Kennesaw never State seen was in the tournament last year. I don't care. And they only have like five losses this season. He doesn't care. I don't care. They, you know, they, they weren't care. in the top ten. They weren't the top ranked team. They're not the number one beyond team. Beyond half court. It was a miracle. I want to rush the court, Grandpa. Too damn bad! <laughs> to answer your question, we don't need it, but I think it's fine as long as people act the right way. Okay. If that's if that's your standard, we're going to let them rush the court. Can the home teams not do something to make sure the other team can get off the court safely? Because, I mean, like, for instance, uh, Tulane beating Memphis the other day. You know, there's, a, there's, there's some Yahoo out there from Tulane goes up and just shoves one of the Memphis exactly. guys. Exactly. That's what we can't have. That's what we but can't you're gonna have. But that's the like responsibility that. of someone at the facility, the home team, the away <clears throat> team, whatever it is. It's the parents. It's video games. It's TV. AAU basketball. That's who we blame <laughs> for all these issues. You got to have yourself. You got to control yourself. What'd you say, Alex? I said um, what Coach Mack was talking about about how can we protect the players. I said that's a good point because I was actually shoved after the App State game by a uh, App State student. And you know what? If Alex decks the guy, guess I'm what? wrong. Guess- I'm wrong. No, it was a young lady. First of all, 
So and it, you know it would what? be even worse. But I would be wrong. <laughs> if Alex decks the lady, he's in big trouble. <clears throat> now, were you shoved or were you Caitlin Clark? Was it an accident? Uh, I think they tried to make it look like an accident, but it seemed purposeful. Did you call her a dirty name? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought long and hard there, Coach Mac. Uh, I mean, I yes, it would be nice, but like, so what do we do? I mean, there are people that practice this and prepare for this. I mean, uh, um, at West Virginia the other day when they beat um kansas Kansas. they had a plan and they got the players off the court from kansas without a problem players and coaches and support staff they got them off the court without a problem but uh but if you're if you're going to allow court storming you better have a plan to take care of the visiting team and there's another situation where there will be no handshake line just get them out of there yeah you know lots of fights that's why get them out. I, that's why i asked that earlier because yeah. that was another another point you wouldn't have rodney terry doing that and you wouldn't have the uh the you know if the court storming is is such that uh, you're going to get the team off you wouldn't have it then either uh tyler says did mag like us rushing the court after ecu beat nc state <laughs> it's not a matter of me liking it or not it's, it's it about really whether it's now it's safe safety you know yeah. it, did, it didn't really matter all the, you know it was, it was fun seeing a lot of people happy that you know, yeah. even clip was happy that night and that that takes that takes a lot now if it is ruled that court storming is not allowed it's going to still happen what are they going to do to stop it and what is going to be the penalty for the school that does it no, I mean somebody getting seriously hurt and and a lawsuit and all yeah. this. It you know that's why we need to be proactive and have a plan in place if you're going to continue to allow it. And if you're not going to allow it, you need to have a plan in place for that too. It's, I, just, it's it's been happening for a long time now. Chandler, you've used that argument like twice today. Yeah, not everything that's happened all, over time for a long time that doesn't mean it's like a good thing. I know. Okay, I'm just making you aware of that. I just hate change. Could you imagine? You know how they have the highlight reel uh, during March Madness? I want to say at the end of the year. Could you imagine a highlight reel with no court storm? Yeah, one shining moment never has court storms because it's all in the tournament and they're all neutral sites. Blockhead. I thought they had a highlight reel of the whole season, though. For one shining moment? You're no. not a sports guy. No, it's moments Go to break. the tournament. No, I'm talking about – well, you've seen like Go college ba- you've seen college basketball highlights where there's court storming in there. Could you, could no. you imagine not, not having in one a court storm? Moment. Not in one shining moment. Not Never. just no. – I'm not even talking about one shining moment. I'm just talking about in a highlight reel for college basketball. We can talk about it later. Time to get a break. I mean, I have made clips so mad that he's walked out the studio. He's already halfway down his cigarette. Man. All right. Sorry I made you guys so mad. Uh, but I say don't get rid of court storming. That's my answer. Let's go to break. People talk about me, baby. Yeah. They say I'm doing it wrong. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. 
Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Caleb Stroud of Stroud's Marine grew up in the water and has loved boating his entire life. That's why in 2012, he decided to give back to the Marine community by creating a way for boaters to order pre-owned salvaged marine parts online. Stroud Marine was born to offer incredible prices and unparalleled customer service. Their mission is to save you money and get you back out on the water as quickly as possible. Visit StroudsMarine.com today for more information. Stroud's Marine, your best source for salvaged outboard parts. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Kenny says... Why don't we rush the baseball field after a huge win? Could you imagine the jungle pouring over the outfield wall? Oh, if we wind up going to Omaha and we're like, we win a super regional at Clark LeClaire, you yeah. best believe that's going to happen. Yeah. We were going to game three of Texas before. Oh, game oh, two. Game two. Jacob Starling, if that home run would have been a game winner instead of a game tire. I, I think oh, the field gets rushed at that point. That game I was with, I was actually with Ellerby's mom up in the stands. We would have rushed the field, both of us. <laughs> nice name drop. Yep. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, basketball is great because the court is you know small and there's not a lot of ground to cover, so it just immediately gets filled. Baseball, it's a lot of room there. It wouldn't look as as visually pleasing, but it would be fun. All right. Um, a fan dog pile. <laughs> <laughs> that would lead to some injuries. All right. Next question. Yes, sir. We're, we're going to stay on the same subject. Pittsburgh's Blake Henson jumping on the scores table yeah. and taunting the crazies. Yeah. Fair game or not? Nah. Look, if a guy, anybody that chooses to celebrate is either going to look cool or look like an idiot like i think the jumping on the scores table thing has been overdone at this point so i mean what are you asking should he be like should he have a penalty or i mean the full range is he a hero is he a, a you know a bum is he um should he have a penalty no but it's i don't know like it's been overdone it's fine i don't usually it's your home scores table nah, i don't know maybe. about jumping on the visitors in front of the the camera and crazies i've never seen that done coach k would have lost his mind yeah he would have apologized he's gone through the handshake line and uh told players how to act before he would have definitely told that guy how to act that's properly. that's to me that's taunting yeah you know you're you're getting up there yeah now if it's your home court and that's your you know uh, table that you're jumping up on that's fine i don't have a problem with that but if you're an opposing team and you went on a visitor court and you jump up yeah i have a problem with that i like taunting especially in professional sports especially in football guy hits a guy i like when he gets in his face and said i just knocked your ass on the ground to me that's (laughs) now taunting in in that respect you know that's your job that is your livelihood is to play football you're a professional football player but like on the college ranks i have a problem with it because it to me that's just a different level uh chad said clip sounds like an old man let the kids have fun what did i say i didn't say i i didn't say you should get a penalty i said it's been overdone i've seen a million guys do it whatever go do it jack said vance jackson got on our scores table i remember that 
Yeah. I remember making a tweet about Vance, Jack- Vance Jackson's rear end being right in Jeff Charles's face. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> After a game. R.I.P. <laughs> voice. Um, so, I'm just kind of an eh on that. There, it could have led to something bad. Uh, so, like what? So, wait, so if you're saying that somebody physically assaults him because he did that that's on the person that physically assaults him that's I understand. not on him. i'm not i'm not saying it would have been right i'm just saying you know you're up there all these kids are wound up uh you know i don't think there's a lot of drinking in cameron but i guess there is some probably uh, i'm thinking more of that that from a football perspective if you taunt the crowd there but uh but yeah i, I don't i don't know the answer i'm just throwing it out there chad said how about the state players double birds to the ref chad we did that show two weeks ago <laughs> Check the archives. What what did you come away with? I thought he should be suspended. Or what? have a penalty. And the Alabama coach shoving another player? That that we that was all in the same conversation. And did they he, should both did he be get suspended? A, did he get a game? He got a letter of reprimand. Yeah. So that so the next night at Minji's nothing. The next night at Minji's when I disagree with a call, I was yelling from the top, Hey RJ, give the ref the finger. You can't get in trouble. Nothing will happen. Do it. But no, nobody would do it, Coach. <laughs> okay. If there's not a penalty, then... Uh, so there should have been a penalty, you're saying? For, uh, for that? For yes. That. Okay. Yes. I would say you can't give the finger to the ref during a game Yeah. without some a penalty. And you certainly can't shove another player. Can't do that either. Coach, yeah. But apparently you can. Yeah. yeah. They both got away with it, and they both got reprimanded, which means absolutely nothing. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> it's a meme it's you know, a basically phrase. you've done a good job of staying away from any <laughs> politics i think but but you know randomly all right what do we got uh okay something that you sent me uh i want to know whether and, and shirley needs to be in on this if shirley shirley you got to be in on this okay get in shirley get in okay. the huddle. Uh, huddle sorry 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 we have a, we have a drive-through question uh because, oh yes because, fire away because of a, a of a clip uh uh film that he sent me video i, I sent me. mac a clip of uh i think you should leave tim robinson y'all got y'all young folks watch that on netflix i think you should uh, see um Maybe a very time. very anyway, dumb sh- comedy show sh- sh- should you pay it forwards backwards whatever whatever you say in the drive in the drive-thru yes Okay. Well, so, let's set it up, Coach. Okay. So the person well, no, ahead no, of I mean, you. The, that, that was an extreme situation, right, what he right, did. Right. What no, he no, no. Did. I know. But usually, uh, are, are you saying, should we start one? Or are you it, saying, should we continue one? Both, both are questions. Okay. Okay. So my question. Okay. So here's how I handle that situation, because I've actually been in this situ- situation where someone paid for my meal ahead of me. Right. I pulled up. I was informed of such. And I was like, oh, that is a nice gesture. How much is the order behind me? If it's a reasonable amount, I will pay it forward. If it is like thirty bucks, fifty-five burgers, fifty-five fries. 50- yeah, I'd, I'll be like, nah, I'll pass, and it stops there. I don't have anything to add to this discussion. Yeah, that's a perfect answer. Well, I was told at a drive-through that they have to tell you what the next order price is. <laughs> oh, well, Mac the, really is the drive-through. I don't czar. know. I don't know if they have to tell you. I because it's only happened to me. That was told. It was the, the policy the of the company that they had to t- 
tell you what it was. What if it's you ask for a to... lawyer? Do they, can they stop it? Do they, is it like an interrogation? I need some lawyer here. Restraining order? Yeah. Um, it's only happened to me twice and only one of the two times where the order was actually more than what I would have paid if I had paid for my own meal because I was like maybe getting a drink or something. I wasn't getting a whole lot. and uh, But it was still within reason. So I just went ahead and paid it. I think but, if it's less than the meal you were going to get to start with, then it's a no-brainer. You, you do it. Uh, you know, oh, absolutely. But I mean, more if, if it's more by five bucks, do it. Ten, we're starting to stretch it. Fifteen to twenty, get the hell out of here. No. I'll take my free meal and go. So no. you I'd pay love to it hear for your... as far as your bank account will let you. Have you been in one of these situations? <laughs> I have, I have, and, and yeah, I've never gotten burned. I've always gone ahead and paid. But the last couple times, I've been told that they have to tell me what the next price is, and they did. Yeah, would you do it blindly? I did. I Russian roulette. It. I have done it blindly. And yeah. how'd it go for you? How much uh, was it? it? I've never gotten burned. Okay. I've never gotten burned. I would now, look in the rear view and see, do I have a mom with seven kids in a van? Yeah. Or do I have a dude solo in his car? But you could get burnt by somebody buying for the office. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> and and you also have to make sure that whoever is behind you, if you're going to pay it forward, whoever's behind you, it is is exercising proper drive-through etiquette. 100%. Because if, 100%. You, if you look in your if rear his door's view open, and there's. <laughs> then you say, nah. Or if he's driving a truck with a big old trailer behind yeah, exactly. him. Exactly. Nope, All the rules apply. Mac went through and the guy, a, the guy before him had his door open yep. and bought Mac's meal and Mac didn't accept it. He said, nope, <laughs> not from that guy. Violation. Violation. He goes, nah, I'm good. But he only just got a, a, a milkshake. That's it. I don't care. Nope. He's got his door open. Door open. Get him out of here. All right, last we're, last we're question. What do you well, I want to I want to do something next week because we didn't get to it. But okay. if they form a super league, what's the future for ECU? That put that on, put your oh, thinking God. cap on for that one. All right, level of interest in the NFL playoffs here: Detroit, San Francisco, Kansas City, Baltimore. You don't have New York teams, LA teams, Texas teams. Oh, I don't care. About you don't that. have any of the big, uh, but a lot of people do care about the big market teams. Level of interest in these four teams. Uh, I'm at a solid 7.5 out of 10. Uh, I would say a 7. What would make it more interesting if my team was in it, if Dallas or Philly was in it for me to root against. Um, And that's about it. Who are we missing? If the Bills finally had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Bills, Ravens, Bills, uh, Ravens, Chiefs, about the same for me. Honestly, I would love... I would have loved a Detroit Green Bay championship. NFC North rivalry, Detroit trying to beat Green Bay to go to a Super Bowl. That would have put Ford me all Field the way would have in. been a disaster. I'm less interested in Lions and Niners just because I think the Niners are going to win. The best video I saw about the uh the Bills kick was the guy with the big screen TV. They're getting ready to kick it, and he brings a, a big fan a in. Fan, yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, man. Turns it on, blows it over there. Coach Mack, fun show. Good stuff. I like when you rile me up with your questions. That was good. <laughs> uh, we'll do it again next week. What games you got this week? Uh, just, just this week only. Georgia Tech at Virginia Tech women. Okay, on Thursday. That's my only game this week. And hopefully we'll see you in studio. If not, we'll uh, catch on the phone next Tuesday. I'll make every effort to be here. It's so much fun. We enjoy it, and the folks enjoy you, Coach Mac. We appreciate it, man. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. The Mully Man will join us when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Pack Tuesday. Back with you after this. 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now a part of the driveherenow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join DriveHereNow.com. Get car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and a proud supporter of the Pirates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right. You know what I just realized, Chandler? What's that? We didn't tell the interns how to answer the phone. No, we didn't. The phone started ringing and everybody started panicking. What do we do? AR made a move. <clears throat> Did AR do it? AR got the phone and it was Molly. Well done. Good job, Alex. Molly man, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Doing good. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. All the happies to you. Yeah, thank you. I'll appreciate that. Good to see a, uh, a smiling Mully on uh, Saturday. As uh, we talked about on the show yesterday, though, when Ellerby was here, you had uh, you had kind of what'd you say? Smoked it out. You knew something was up. Yeah, look, it was still awesome, and it was great to uh, great to see a bunch of folks. And oh yeah, we put yeah, you got to get up pretty early. <laughs> you can't get one past this guy. Uh, Mike Mullis joining us. Mully, uh, I was wrong, believe it or not. Second straight time I've been wrong uh, on your Packers and wish they were playing again because they were fun to watch. Aaron Jones is running like a 22-year-old and Jordan Love is playing like a 10-year vet and they come up just short against the 49ers on Saturday to the point where Mully uh, was upset. I, I texted him late. And said, hey, man, I was wrong. Great effort by the Packers. They were right there. And they played so good, Mully, that you wanted that win. It wasn't just happy to be there. Uh, you thought they should have won that game. Yeah, no, two plays. I mean, the uh, the drop pick in the first, that, that, you know, from a field possession standpoint, you would expect that would would lead to points. And then, you you know, you had, the, obviously, the missed field goal. And I know, uh, you know, that, that is what it is. But we, I guess we had two 41-yard field goals on the uh, – on the weekend dictate the outcome, you know, for two different teams. So look, they were right there. Uh, I, I just, again, coming down the stretch, they were right in the mix of one of those teams that's playing as good as anybody. And I, you know, I felt like they played better than the 49ers. I, uh, I think the, the 49ers will have a tough time if they can't get Debo back. But, uh, you know, look, it was, it was an unexpected run clip. I mean, we talked about it early in the season. There were, um, times of optimism and times of what you know, what are we doing? And they, they figured it out. And I'm, you know, I'm excited about about next year and the future of the franchise as young as the roster is. Yeah, and uh, you very well should be. Jack Powers joined us last week on the show. He was college teammates with Romeo, Romeo Dobbs, and uh, says to plan to look out for him on a, a future episode of the whole Naylor show. But him and the young receivers, and again, Aaron Jones, Mully was. Almost like, all right, um, we'll keep you out of the regular season for most of it if you run like a deer in the playoffs. And that, that's what I loved about the game the other night. I know Debo went out, but you had Christian McCaffrey at 100% running. He's always fun to watch. Aaron Jones at 100%. It, it, we got to see the best players um, at their their peak. And usually in the playoffs, it comes down to the best teams, but really the most healthy team. So it was good to see that the other night. 
Yeah, you know, and I mean, the value of the running back has been somewhat, um, you know, watered down in, in, in recent NFL history, but you just gave two great examples. And, you know, these guys aren't going to get the contracts they once did, although, you know, McCaffrey's a little more financially stable than, than Aaron Jones. But, I mean, it, it, man, it proves right there if that the value of that running game is the improvement in the passing game for the Packers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, you're right. They both they, they both played great, and it was – it was truly a, a kind of, you know, what you were worried about is it wasn't going to be much of a game. It was it was truly a great game to watch, and it was funny uh, how many uh, good friends, and most of which are, uh, are Cowboys fans, uh, wanted to jump on the bandwagon. But, uh, you know, it was uh, short-lived, and they, they probably brought their, their haint with them. <laughs> Talking to the Mully man, Mike Mullis on the Pirate Radio live line. So, uh, Mully, now we get Niners and Lions, and I was really rooting for the Packers because how cool, uh, towards the end of that game, how cool would a Packers at Lions winner goes to the Super Bowl? Uh, NFC North rivalry. Lions have been beaten by the Packers so many times over the years. That would have been a great game, but hopefully Lions and Niners uh, is good as well. Brock Purdy is great fodder for sports talk radio and and TV as we we try to say what he is. Is he a a championship quarterback? Is he just there along for the ride with that great O-line and great weapons and great running back? Uh, What do you think about Purdy after watching him against your team? Could a number of guys go in and do that with that team, or, or do you think there's something to Brock Purdy? Well, I mean, I think the story's kind of been told, right? They, they, it was a, re- a revolving door, uh, and it seems like everybody that went in had some level of success, except for maybe Trey Lance. Uh, but I, so, I guess the answer to the question is, yeah, I think the the scheme and the system is really, really obviously solid. But I do think having the, you know the right guy in the uh, driver's seat is, is is proven to be helpful. Uh, he he's good. I mean, I think he's a good player. Throws a great ball, seems to know when, you know, kind of throwing it through three different levels and, you know, has a little feel about when to, you know, kind of put a little more on it or as opposed to kind of go through the top shelf. So, I mean, I, look, I think he's I think he's legit. I just, I don't know, maybe I question it a little bit and maybe it's just me me being uh, me. Being me. Like, I'm like, all right. Are the, and I said this coming out of the Cowboys game. I'm like, are the Packers really that good? The Cowboys play that bad. And then I kind of look at that 49ers game, and I'm like, man, because I, I really felt like they were the class of the whole dance, uh, maybe except for the Ravens, and now I don't see them getting past the Lions. Man, uh, if it was in Detroit, I would 100% agree with you. I still think the Niners, and I don't know, I've been kind of on them these last few years, had a future on them last year, and they had uh, all their quarterbacks leave the game. Uh, but I I still think they get by him this week. But man, how about Dan Campbell and and that team? They now they beat the Bucks. I don't know how much we should and and who'd they beat the week before Chandler? Who'd the Lions beat in the playoffs? Oh, the Rams. The Rams. That was a great game. So they've had to go through the Rams and the Bucks to get here. Uh, but can't take nothing away from them. You think uh, you, you like the Lions this week though? I, I tell you what, I think Dan Campbell's the type of coach and the Lions are the type of club that are going to absolutely relish being on the road, limits the some of the distractions yeah. that you have to deal with when you're at your place. Uh, he obviously knows that and conveys that as a former passionate player and now obviously a passionate coach. And I mean, I just think their rally cry right now is pretty strong. Uh, and, and I, man, I, don't, I can't put my finger on why I feel this way, but I, 
I kind of feel like the 49ers are on their heels a little bit, almost with expectations that it's just going to happen. So, you know, and that's a, that's a pretty vulnerable spot to be in. If you, you know, you find yourself where, uh, where, you know, I, I'm not saying they think they're going to you know, roll the helmets out there and beat them, but to, it, they just seem to be a little less um, driven on the final goal as, as opposed to Dan Campbell and his crowd. They are just, I, it, again, man, I, who would think you, other than a Barry Sanders team, man, the Lions are fun to watch, but the Lions are fun to watch. That they are. Mike Mullis joining us. Mully, the Chiefs have that that voodoo now that the Yankees had in the 90s and really before Boston finally uh, ended the curse in 2004. But every game uh, at Yankee Stadium especially, you just knew they were going to pull it out during that Jeter, Bernie, uh, that era, Posada uh mariana rivera and then of course the yeah the brady uh and and new england patriots voodoo the chiefs have that now going to what six straight afc championships um they have me now with taylor swift and the nfl being rigged uh, they have me wanting to take the chiefs to beat the ravens uh this week just because of that like uh it don't matter who Mahomes has at receiver it don't matter what's going on they find a way uh impress and and look we can count a hundred ways buffalo screwed themselves on sunday but man here here the chiefs are again i'm getting sick of them but that's because they're they're great they've been great i, I would say all those things that you just mentioned are the reasons i think they're going to lose and the best <laughs> one being the receiver core yeah. they, they just they've had too many big drops uh i mean you do you just all of a sudden you could just all of a sudden catch the football i mean i i, I man and yeah they, and again i i'm not so sold that the uh that the bills got beat other but the bills lost the game you know what i mean it's kind of a i kind of felt like they handed them that one and, and, and you know some of that is you know the mystique of looking across the field, and you know you've got that that Chiefs team on the other on the other sideline, and that probably tightens up some um, muscular muscular areas that make it a little difficult to to compete at a high level. But I, I just man, I, and maybe I'm in the same boat, man, where I'm just kind of I, I've got just I'm, I'm over chiefed. Yeah, you know, just I've, I've had I've just kind of had enough. But I but I do feel like, and, and it's funny. I was going to ask you what your take was on all the. Uh, the propaganda that the whole thing's rigged and they got the colors set up and you know all this kind of stuff but um yeah i, I mean I, I i i'm telling you man i just i don't i just don't know that i see the chiefs coming out of there lamar jackson now two and three in playoff games and uh kind of trying to write his legacy if he can beat Mahomes, uh that'll go a long long way in uh in his career when we talk about it at the end of it um if the colors line up it would be ravens niners in the super bowl if it's uh the swift conspiracy comes true it'll be chiefs in the super bowl kenny says hoping for uh lions and chiefs because it would be neat do you know why chandler uh what about that matchup would be neat to end this season lions chiefs it started the season on thursday night that's right the lions went to arrowhead and beat kansas city uh they could end the season if that were to be the matchup. Mike Mullis joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live line. Mully saw you yesterday at ECU Baseball Media Day. Uh, what did you come away with as far as what was being said by the coaches and players yesterday? First off, uh, I think the, uh, the the culture, which sometimes could be intangible yesterday, was completely, totally tangible from 
everything for the guys, you know, doing the cowboy boot thing, those that had them, to uh, the statements that were made, uh, you know, kind of pushing praise uh, off of themselves and their teammates. And, and those are the kind of things, Clip, that get you over the, you know, get you over the hump that, that, uh, that you, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a stolen base. It's not a big strikeout. Uh, it's, it's just that intangible culture. And I, I mean, I just, I, I, I will, you know, I'm excited about the season anyway, uh, but I, I left going, man, this is, I, I think uh, it has the feeling of something special. And you know that there are, there is freshman talent. There are guys that are just coming into the program that are going to be exciting guys to watch. Bristol Carter, obviously, is the one that jumps right off the page. Uh, probably one of the best freshmen, I'll say probably one of the best freshman outfielders uh, in all of college baseball. And you got to be excited about, you know, to where Trey Savage is. And, and, and I'll tell you, uh, I, I, I did go watch him throw on Friday, him and, and Root both. And uh, Trey has certainly changed mechanically, made some really, really nice adjustments that uh, I think even the average fan is going to look at it and notice. So, uh, I think it's going to make you more durable, more consistent, and, and, and I mean, he was really, really good. So, I mean, I think there's a lot to be excited about, and, and the job that the staff has done just uh, continues to kind of amaze. And, and, and again, the culture and the uh, atmosphere that, that, that Coach Gowan and the entirety of the staff uh, talk about and live uh, is clearly imprinted on those guys. I made the comment to, to, to Coach Gowan. I was like, man, these guys that, that you know, and obviously – you know, kind of range from sophomore and root to some seniors, but they were all very impressive in their words and the way they carried themselves. And uh, I was, I, I was, my final takeaway was I was extremely impressed. Molly, um, you you bring in a, a blue chipper and, and throw them in like Bristol Carter, and you say, "All right, go go get us some hits, uh, get out there, and make some plays with your athleticism in the outfield." But there is the part of fitting in, and I thought about it yesterday when. Jacob Jenkins Cowart was asked about, all right, um, you, you know, you played a little center back to right. Now, if Carter goes to center, uh, how's that been working? And he kind of paused and chuckled a little bit and said, you know, he's come a long way. And, you know, you had Worrell forever out there in center uh, making plays for you. And you just have a, a comfort level with guys. And when you bring in a new one, it takes it away. So being a, a baseball guy yourself, how important. Like we know about it with football and the O line, we know about it with basketball and getting to know your teammates and knowing where they are without even you know opening your eyes almost. How about for an outfield? How important is that to to get continuity out there? And and you know we could. Do you think we'll see growing pains? Is that something that'll get better as the season goes along? You can clearly rep the continuity, right? I mean they they're going to get so many uh, chances in practice and, and through different drill stations and different things that. They'll, they'll get through a lot of that. Now, it will change when you fill the stadium up and, you know, you've got the juices flowing. So, I, I mean, would I expect to see growing pains? I wouldn't expect to see it, but I'm, I'm also wouldn't, you know, not going to be demoralized if you do see maybe a little lacking communication. But I, I will tell you this, when, when you inject a new player into a lineup, uh, there is a little bit of the kind of eye-raising and everybody's kind of trying to figure out what this person's about. Uh, I think the reception for Bristol Carter, as soon as as soon as they saw his ability and what he's going to bring to the table, um, I think it becomes a matter of we we, we better embrace him because he's probably going to be our center fielder, uh, and so we you know it, it behooves us to make this work. And he's, I mean, I really think he's that kind of player. So and look, if you go around the diamond, um, 
you know, obviously it looks like, you know, Dixon Williams will be at third, at third base, or, you know, replacing Makarevich, who's been there forever. But everywhere else is a lot of familiar faces, a lot of guys that, that we as fans know and that the staff knows. So, I, you know, I, I think there's, again, I think that breeds that consistency. I will tell you, having watched Carter Cunningham uh, some in the fall and then early, early in the spring, uh, I mean, I, I, he's a guy I would really expect some big things from at the plate. I know him at first base is a little bit of a project, and, and first base is a little more difficult of a position to learn than a lot of people would give it credit for. Uh, at the root of it is catch the baseball and step on the bag, but there, there's a there's a little more to it than that. But, uh, man, I, you, know, you go around, I thought Starling was great yesterday. Uh, he, he's carrying himself in the fashion that you need him to carry himself. He's He's got that uh, innate leadership, like even as he walks in the room. So, again, man, I, I you know I think they're, I think they've done everything they need to do uh, up until just facing some competition to really cement this thing. Molly, I'm uh, jotting down names of you know who's going to be in this lineup, and so in the outfield it'll be you know Carter, JC, and then what Nowak or Riley Johnson if Johnson's healthy. Yeah, um, I can you know coach said yesterday Riley Johnson still fighting through some injuries, but it's been a tremendous asset, kind of helping to coach these guys. But and I think those three are who you see open day around the horn, uh, starting at first Cunningham, and then Starling, then Barini, and then uh, we'll say Dixon Williams, Wilcoxon behind the plate, and then you've got a number of guys, uh, McChrystal and others that could be DH. Cliff likes to go a little non-traditional uh, with the leadoff guy. Who's the leadoff guy in this lineup? You know, we've seen it both ways. I mean, we've seen Milwaukee in that spot. Uh, I, we've seen JC in that spot. But could you see like a Cunningham in that spot? I, you could. And Cunning, I'm telling you, Cunningham's. I was I've been very impressed with what I've seen of him. Uh, you know, I, I think he's got any number of options. And, and you know, one thing you can rest assured is that whoever is the day one leadoff guy most likely will not be game fifty six leadoff guy. Yeah, uh, the, or game three. He, or game three, that's right. And it will be, I mean, it will be based off of who's doing what at what time. And sometimes, man, it's just a matter of you get a fill in BP. A uh, guy really has a great round. He's had a great week of practice. And you're like, hey, let, you know, let's, let's run him up there and see if he can find his way on base. And, and again, that spot is not necessarily about, uh, you know, it, that, that spot is going to get your most ABs uh, in the course of a game. But that spot is about, you know, getting on base and giving your, your, your team an opportunity to score. And uh, how about through the years, Molly? The, the leadoff guy was always uh, a Lofton, uh, you know, a fast the center fielder, shortstop, whatever. Um, and now it has gone to, you see Kyle Schwarber uh, leading off. Even for the Braves, Ronald Acuna is a, a power guy, uh, but he is so fast that, that you put him at leadoff. So how about the way that's changed where you kind of, you've seen it go away from tradition in baseball? Look, we had this conversation today uh, and it was, more about Ozzie Smith. Could Ozzie Smith play shortstop in today's game? Hmm. And, and, you know, when, when you look at, um, I mean, the one that jumps off the page, maybe the first one to break that mold, I, I would go Cal Ripken, you know, the guy who's not the plus defender necessarily, but gives you uh, elevated defense and elevated opportunity at the plate. Uh, so a, as it goes to that leadoff spot, I mean, the guys the guys that you mentioned, maybe they, maybe they still work in that spot, but maybe, you know, they just get a chance there in the 8-9 spot. Uh, you know, and, and some of that depending on American and National League, but I, I mean, it's 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 such a different game uh, game clip that I, I mean, you, you know, you just don't know. The, the nice thing about that, you know, you can have microwave offense if you've got a guy in the leadoff spot, and you, you're 
your club, the Braves, you see it with them, lead off home runs. And, you know, that, that sets a tone, especially when you have a pitching staff that's kind of got lockdown ability. So it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how he rolls them out. And, and I would say right now uh, that the staff probably debating two or three different options, and some of that may come down to the matchup. Does Ryder roll out there day one with a right-hander or a left-hander? And then maybe that dictates some of the path. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think there's, again, I think there's three or four solid options, kind of depending on how you want to set the table. Nowak, to me, is interesting. He, You know, he, he, he likes the ball the other way. It's kind of his game. He doesn't try to do too much. And, obviously, everybody can see that he can, you know, can really run. Uh, you know, it's Starling. I mean, Starling, to me, he has a lot of really mature at-bats. That's a guy that could, you know, could work his way on and, and give you some different looks. And, and you know, who knows? I mean, does does um, does does the staff have uh, the love for for Bristol Carter to put him in that spot? I don't know, but uh, but uh, again, I think a lot of really viable options, and we're going to see that change again, probably from game one to game three, like I said. Final question. Uh, we'll go to Tyler from YouTube. Says, ask Mully, who has the most dingers at the end of the year, looking back at last year. Jacob, uh, well, I'll start with Josh Moylan, had 15, AMAC 11, Starman 10. Uh, and then, of course, so those top two guys gone. Uh, Wilcoxon had nine, Carter Cunningham had eight. Uh, Mully, how about in this lineup? JC, by the way, had nine as well in limited play. Uh, and feeling uh, unhealthy for most of that year. Who leads the team in home runs in 2024? I think the answer to that is, is can Wilcoxon get some relief behind the plate? Uh, if if McChrystal's back stays healthy or the young freshman Walker can get back there, I'm drawing a blank on his last name, but if he can get some relief behind the plate and get some ABs purely in the DH role, uh, I like Wilcoxon. He, I mean, he's got light tower power. A lot of pop, uh, and I'll give my second pick would be uh, would be Cunningham because I'm telling you I just really like the way he swings the bat. Only thing that scares you about that is you really don't want a guy like looking that locked in, uh, and the first pitch hasn't been thrown. Yeah, but I really like what I've seen out of him. Molly, I enjoyed it, man. I appreciate you joining us. We'll uh, check in with you again next week. Always, buddy. The Mully Man, Mike Mullis, the birthday boy, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line on a Tuesday edition of PRL. We'll take a break, come back, and have more for you. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right. Coming up next segment, if all the interns agree, we'll start doing some uh, some intern games here on Tuesday. 
but I've uh, I'm coming up with some trivia. I've got ECU trivia, um, geography, history, music, movies. I'm gonna try to come up with a few more, and we'll see which intern knows their stuff. Um, so we'll do that next segment. Also coming up a tuesday soon we'll do a an intern battle of name that sound shirley Rhodes will be hosting that coming up on a uh a tuesday here shortly speaking of games um we got to do this basketball thing john um steve is trying to get us a court at temple church at temple university no this is uh temple off of fair where I once scored 28 points in that gym in a oh, sanctioned church league basketball game. Man. Many, many moons ago. You're 28 to mine. Zero. Yeah, lifetime points scored in that gym. Now, they might have renovated the gym by then. 44 to there. <laughs> it might have been might have been carpeted back then. Is it carpeted or hardwood, Steve? It says, what days of the week and times would you not be available? I mean, there. Wednesday for sure so i think we might have to do it during the day like it might be a day game that's fine yeah we can do that um maybe go at noon no. yeah a little lunch b-ball yeah can the interns ref yes intern refs yep we need three refs for a one-on-one are y'all available during the day how's your class schedule we can make something work i'm sure <laughs> where's zach at he's not in class today oh he's uh he's Refing a uh, one-on-one game I'm over at Temple Church. Right. Like twenty years ago, I was in a three-on-three league in uh, Greenville at um, the what do they call it? Um, tr- it wasn't Triple Crown. It was um, one of those places that has a basketball court. Sports Connection. Yes. Yes. Off Fourteenth. So they had just random guys refing the games, but for one of our games, we had Ramey Steins, who has refed like tournament games. He's an ACC ref. You always see him at Battle for Atlantis, and I'm like, what is this guy doing here? But it was so fun to be in a game with refs again that we all got teed up. Like we'd call a timeout and I throw the ball across the court, hit off the backboard just to get teed up. It feels good to get teed up, you know. But if you get a second one, you're out. So you had to behave after that. But it was fun being Rashid Wallace in a in a pickup game. Um, Jeremy says Zach better be in class when he has class. That'd be my dad. <laughs> That'd be my dad, Mr. Lewis. Yep. Trust me, we will not take away from his studies. I have an open block. Don't worry. Yeah. Squeeze it in. <laughs> um, Zach, by the way, wearing an interesting jersey today, Chandler. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I, it's the first thing I noticed when he walked in. What a sad day in Charlotte. One of the probably the most fun players to watch. Oh, yeah. Besides LaMelo Ball. I mean, sad day. it's not a sad day. Well, for people that like Terry Rozier, yeah. I, I guess. I just, was, obviously, the team is going nowhere. Right. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I, I actually don't have a problem with this, with this trade. Me neither. I think it's going to free up a lot of space and maybe in the future can can work out. I would have preferred for it to happen after the season, at least. So I you could get another trade. full year with him? Yeah, I expected the trade. Just I would have preferred the season. 
but for if you're a hornets fan you got to do it now you got to do whatever you can now we better use that pick wisely well don't bet on that exactly don't count on that happening shirley did you ever uh did you put together something with eric collins um chandler's a big eric collins fan i am i think he's i thought you were too but apparently you're not he's a little fake i feel like he's trying to be gus johnson he's been on like that since day one oh, yeah. i know he has he's been doing this a long time it's his act he's got to keep up the act but they're also like the worst team in the league almost and he's he's doing this but anyway let's hear so is this from last night all right let's hear eric collins lamello gets past edwards shot blocked out at two lamello ball from shakopee <laughs> clinching victory that would make more a lot more sense than what i just heard we're 21 games under 500 does he really so what do you want him to do do you not want him to be this excited this is how he calls a a basketball game no i don't think anybody should be that excited about a team that just went 10 and 31 now sounds like a man that loves his job and is really good at his job see i think it's fake that's my problem i can't all that we just heard i can't imagine that all that is real there's no way if so he is an absolute crazy man he's he's Are you lost like the alex jones of like sports commentators i'm what i'm trying to say is he's a gay frog okay <laughs> uh, the frog's gay what are those plays i don't even know what the hell happened he just went that was actually uh, when Carl Anthony Towns hit a wide open three, and he Thank just you. lost his mind. Thank you for clearing up that because I had no clue. Carl Anthony Towns finishing with sixty two points in that game. Was it way. enough? No, no, it was not. Am I to understand correctly that you don't like court stormings and you don't like exciting PA? Oh announcements? gosh, Alex, you're about to fire him up. You're about to fire him up. Oh God. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> despite your spelling, I like to think of you as a somewhat intelligent person. Rant coming in three, no, I two. Mean, what what did you take away from hour one that made you say I don't like court storm- stormings? <laughs> what are you laughing at? 
Are you trolling? <laughs> Stop trolling. It's not fun. We think you're trolling. How? What? Why? <laughs> what? Now I sound like <laughs> Eric Collins. <laughs> I don't know, man. It doesn't sound like I like Gus Johnson. I guess I feel like this guy is a Gus Johnson wannabe. God, man. I, I hey, Lily, I'm going to start calling you my daughter's name if you roll your eyes like that at me. You're like a teenager. I mean, I think Eric, this is what makes Eric Collins. Yeah. Exactly what he's doing That's for fine. a 10 and 31 basketball team. <laughs> they're 10. I just can't like anything they're doing right now. I unfollowed him last week, Chandler. We talked about it. He's that. been the Hornets TV guy for uh, eight years now. That's another thing. I like the previous guy. Steve, Steve Martin, Martin and yeah. I miss him. And I could see that. He's my guy. Well, he's not coming back anytime soon. Steve's Ma- Steve Martin is not getting behind that mic anytime soon. But Eric Collins has been like that ever since I've been watching him, and it's been for a while now. And he's not changing, and he's not going to change. That's because that's who he is. It's not fake. All right. I really think he likes what he does. I think he likes the team that he's calling games for well i don't and let them be that's fine i'm not on a you know attack eric Collins. i think it's actually to be honest i think it's actually pretty cool that he's getting that excited for a team that's this bad i mean we beat the number one team in the west does that mean anything not no. really chad said could you believe the hornets were 30 and 13 and fired their coach no chad we're 10 and 31 we'll probably give steve clifford an extension or fire him and bring him back yeah that was i don't know what's going on in milwaukee where they fire behind closed doors it would seem that way all right let's take a break uh when we return i'm gonna try to come up with uh at least seven questions for our interns we'll have a zach v alex v delaney battle judging by that last question alex asked i'm gonna say he doesn't win trivia all right more to go back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights, sounds, and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. Villa Verde is inviting you to come by and try some of their amazing empanadas. Famous Red Snapper, Grouper bites, Cuban sandwiches, and more. You can also relax with a fresh mojito or a cold beer while enjoying one of their out-of-this-world desserts like the rum pineapple cake. Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alright, welcome back in. Tuesday we have all our interns in the house and I thought we'd start playing some intern games, the Intern Olympics. Um... And we'll start today. This is a makeshift uh, little trivia game. I love trivia, as you know. Uh, sports trivia 
at aj's uh zach and his boys have been showing up quite a bit oh yeah uh that's what's wait yeah yeah say that again hello yeah there we're here alex showed up once and won i did and delaney smallwood it's probably not for you but you're welcome to come uh, out i'll make an appearance yeah maybe. come on out one wednesday night and have fun um all right so real quick let's get to know our interns and contestants uh alex where were you born greenville north carolina all right i've heard of that place what year are you uh i'm in my second semester of grad school okay and so you've already what did you graduate with a degree in uh communications and what are you going towards now communications all right you're just going to make sure you know how to communicate yeah all right good enough uh delaney where were you born charlotte north carolina all right uh, are you a Eric collins fan am i huh no <laughs> Do you, uh, what year are you? Oh, I'm a junior. Junior, and what is your major? I'm a communications major. Fair enough. And uh, Zach, where were you born? Gastonia, North Carolina. Gas House. That's right. What year are you? Sophomore. And your major? Sports studies. What is that? I study those sports. <laughs> what, what, what? New major <laughs> on campus, just related to the sports. So what can you fields. do with that field? Uh, just anything like related to sports yeah. management, marketing, all those are uh, kind of covered under that. I need to go back to school. It's pretty broad. And do that. That would be cool. All right. Uh, welcome in. Great to have you here. So we've got seven questions. I'll just have you write your answers down. Uh, we've got about seven minutes to play this game. So get about a minute per question. Uh, starting with what year was East Carolina founded? We'll go closest to the pin wins. And if you hit it exact, uh, you get a point automatically what year like was east carolina university founded like the struggle i'm seeing already I yeah zach was pretty quick to answer <laughs> okay. love this all right uh delaney and alex do you have your answers ready uh, yeah no delaney we are just waiting on you <laughs> okay. you have uh 10 seconds <laughs> no pressure no pressure okay 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 all right the numbers everywhere on campus every jersey we ever make yeah. don't uh, no pressure <laughs> No, this is going to be so bad. Are you, you got it? Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll start with you. Actually, we'll finish with you because I think you got no. it. What, <laughs> relax. <laughs> no. What do you got, Alex? Yeah, mine was a guess as well. I said 1910. Oh, no. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Delaney. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> Are you going to pass on the I first question? No. It's farther. East U, I love you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh. What do you got? Um... 1856. Wow. All right. Okay. A little, a little early. What do you have, Zach? 1907. 1907 is correct. Very close, Alex. Uh, Delaney, you were within 60 years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Question two. We we go to Alex. Oh yeah. Sometimes you got to check the scorekeeper. The fix is in. Um, Helena. Helena. Is the capital of what United States? Oh, state? it is Helen. Is Helena? Helena is the capital of this state in the United States. Helena. Shoot. Also, the song, a song by My Chemical Romance. You are correct, sir. I know the region. Oh Lord, oh, which one? Would you like to? I mean, it, I'll tell you, it's west of the Mississippi. I know that. Yeah. Oh. It should be. It's one of these. Uh, okay, we'll roll. With, we'll roll with. Just write down your answer we'll when you have it. This is very humbling. We'll roll with it. I don't. Hit me sure it was West Mississippi yeah. for a second. Yeah. 
Well, just take a guess because if you guess correctly, you could. Okay, I'll take a guess. Might it be off the mountain? Named the same thing. Pardon? There's a mountain. Is there? Okay. Named something similar to that. Oh, that's, what, that's what I'm basing mine I see what of. you're saying, but not. All right, now, what Zach, what do you it? got? We have Washington State. That is incorrect. Yeah. Uh, Alex, what do you I got? said Wyoming. That is uh, also incorrect. <laughs> Shoot. You have what, Delaney? I said New Mexico. Ah, that is also <laughs> incorrect. The answer I'm looking for is Montana. Oh, I was out there. What are you talking about, Mount we St. Helens? Yeah, that's what I was going off of, Mount St. Helens. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, no geography majors in the house. Uh, how about some history? Uh, this country bombed Pearl Harbor in 1941. Who, okay, the, the, the Pearl Harbor oh, bombing. Oh, uh, Infamous moment uh, in our history, World War II. What country was responsible for that? All right, everybody got their answers? I think I think I got this. Well, let's start with you, Don. Okay, yeah. Japan. All right, there we go. Okay. Point on the board. Uh, Alex? Japan. You wrote Japan. And Zach? Japan. Wrote Japan. Just to, you know, I, I believe you, but let me check. <laughs> All right, well done. Now you got a little confidence. Yeah, I got it. I'm here now. All right. I'm in. Y'all are so much younger than me. I don't know what you know. This is the music category. Um... Dave Grohl was in Nirvana back in the day, uh, but is now the lead singer and lead guitarist for this rock and roll outfit. Oh, I think. Dave Grohl. Oh, if I get this wrong, oh no. no. Uh, Any sort of hint. That, there, I know. There I are, know. It's two words. You said he's the lead guitarist. Oh, did you say he's the and lead guitarist? Singer. And singer. Yeah. It's only two words? It's two words. Unless you want to put the as the third, but yeah, it's two words, and they both start with the same letter. Oh, I should know this, man. The, I I figured that y'all were too I young. I guarantee you, I the like chat Dave gang Grohl. is in complete meltdown, yeah. yelling at the the screen. Oh. And... <laughs> yeah, they're um, more my age. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Lewis says me over here yelling at the screen. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> That's why I was so mad. I didn't know. I knew they would get on to me. For I should have gone something more current with. Uh, no, I music. know old stuff. That's the thing. All right. We're going to go ahead and pass. Oh, we got to go. Uh, yeah. The answer is Foo Fighters. <sighs> Nothing. Wow. That did not register with Delaney. I had the wrong grunge group. Pitch. I mean, I know of Foo Fighters, but I don't okay. know them. I just had the wrong members of the band. You, mind. You I had Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, in my mind. I was around the right Kiedis. area. Yeah. Anthony I was Kiedis. like, he's still there. I don't know who it is. All right. Do y'all watch films? Some films. Okay. The 2019 Academy Award for Best Picture uh, was this movie starring... Vigo Mortensen, Marshala Ali. It was the true story of an African American pianist, and it was called this. Two words. Academy Award in 2019 for Best Picture. African American pianist, true story. I think it's Marshala Ali, is how you say it. I like him. He was in True Detective. He was in. It sounds bad, but I'm pretty sure I've seen clips of this movie on TikTok. I just never seen the name. It does have two words. I don't know. Oh Lord, <laughs> man, we got nothing. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. <laughs> I just zeros. picked out a best picture. Uh, it has a color in the title. If you can name the color, just write down a color, 
I'll give you the point. Okay. What color is in that title? Oh. All right. Delaney, I'm you... not even going to write it down. I'll just okay. say color. What do you, well, what do you got? Purple. I think we're... What do you got? Uh, purple. What do you I got? think it was purple. Wait, it's like Purple Rain or something, right? <laughs> that, that's Prince. <laughs> I know is, that's Prince, that's but there's color. a movie. It is Green Book. Uh, green no, Book. I would have never got that. All right. I, no. Yeah, no. All right. The answer to this question uh, has either Alex, Zach, or Delaney in the person's name I'm looking for. Alex, Zach, or Delaney. Okay. Will okay. be in the answer. Okay. But I need a first and last name. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, Only first names. Our first names. Correct. Okay. But I need a full, a full yeah, yeah, first yeah. and last name. He was the Jeopardy host from 1984 to 2020. <laughs> oh my Delaney, God. what do you do? Like. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, this one is sad. It is. Because he passed away? Yeah. And the yeah. new one's not as good. Who is the new host? Is it Ken Jennings? Yeah. yeah. That sounds right, yeah. Nothing, Delaney? I tell you what, just guess a name, and I'll give you a point. With Alex? A half name. All right, I'm going to give you one and a half. Okay. Uh, who you got? Alex Trebek. Alex you Trebek. Got. All right, good enough. Alex Trebek ringing zero bells. Delaney, I'm very interested in like, oh, pop culture. Like, what you know. What I, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. All right, final question. Um, LeBron James, in our sports category, was okay. born in this state. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Do you know what NBA team he played for? Yes. Same to start with or for a long time? Oh, God. All right, just name a state. <laughs> it's just going to be really sad. Um, we'll let you go first. Oh, why are you doing this to me? Okay. Well, because oh, you can just oh. clearly say their do answer. You know, do you know the name of the Kelsey's podcast? No. No. <sighs> okay, I thought that might help with Taylor Swift. I don't know. I don't know. Nope, okay. You want to name a state or just pass? I ran at any state? Yeah. Okay, um... California. All right. Uh, what are you going with, Zach? Ohio. Okay. And Alex went Ohio. with the Ohio. The king from Akron. Zach is our winner with four points. Alex finishes with three. Delaney with one and a half. Mm-hmm. So what do you, like, what do you, what would you say your specialty would be if I did this again? Oh, God. Um, I'm good at, like, current, like, pop culture things current pop yeah. culture and then like Kardashian let's well, see I don't even okay. know what's current uh, I don't have any current anywhere I don't know um do you watch any shows yeah what do you watch we gotta um, go to break oh currently you- I watch uh Young Sheldon The Bachelor I'm watching right now <laughs> okay alright love Yellowstone okay um, okay I got you so maybe some current more current things yeah okay if I do this again, I will try to have more current things. Okay, I'm looking okay. forward to name that sound next Tuesday. That Wait, is that I think I will do it well. Okay. Yeah. Name that sound. Coming up uh, next Tuesday on Intern Battle Tuesday. We'll take a break, come back when we return. We got a lot of guests to get to. Bryce Williams, Wyatt Lunsford-Shankman, Danny Beal. We'll also talk to Captain Carden, Shane Carden, in hour number three. More to go. Congratulations, Zach. Thank you. Back with you after this. Some things you can never choose, even if you try it. You're banging your head again, cause somebody won't let you.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional, government, and portfolio loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, welcome in to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Busy hour because coming up later on this hour, we'll talk to former ECU quarterback, the captain, Shane Carden. He'll join us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Uh, our One of our guests said he's fired up about the additions added this offseason to this ECU football roster. We've got Danny Beal joining us, ECU pitcher, and Pirate righty Wyatt Lunsford-Shankman. And to my left, we have... One, two, Bryce three, four. Williams. I saw the light. I was <laughs> baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm wonderful. Is it okay if I put this right here on the coaster so it doesn't leave a water ring? <laughs> uh, no water for you today, Bryce? No, John really dropped the ball there. John. He wants, me to, he wants, he wants me to pop another uh, cramp in here. Um, I hate to be this guy complain about media food and beverage okay dude really what <laughs> what do you gotta talk to me what, uh, what i'm not even talking to you i'm talking to the microphone and the camera i'm not directing this at I'm you i'm not saying you're you are. so sensitive, <laughs> sensitive wait is it your job are you media relations or are you a pitcher i pitch <laughs> um we go to media day yesterday awesome jimmy john uh jimmy john spread oh i thought you were gonna oh to, okay all right no continue. complaints there <laughs> had nothing to wash it down with not a nary drop of any beverage did notice that yeah well i think they normally have because i remember they had about football media day when i went they had those big pepsi like can cooler looking things yeah. and they had drinks in them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess we're just not, not good enough. I was missing uh, that get, yesterday. We don't get the drinks. Only enough for sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not complaining about. That was great. It was but some spread. It was good. What do we wash it down with? I need, you know, you need water, Your you spit. need liquids. Toughness. Yeah. yeah. I, I toughed it out, Danny. You'll be proud of me. <laughs> um, so sorry, Bryce. No water. We'll have some for you next week. Sorry. I already always got old girl. Old girl. You yeah. give her a name? Bissy. Yeah, I like that. Oh, Bissy. Oh, I figured uh, we wanted to get the fellas in here this week, and uh, they wanted to do this time slot. I figured you'd like to reunite with, uh, with your buddy DB over yeah. here. Oh, yeah. True pirate believer. Yes, Diesel, baby. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and Wyatt joining us as well. Wyatt, how's, uh, I don't know, does it start to, when's it start to feel real for you? Like, it's like go time. Is it there I yet? Think, yeah, I think the first day that we get back and start going again with uh, individual practices, I kind of feel it, but, uh, this weekend when we get into team practice, I'll really feel it for yep. sure. Yeah, I feel like the same way, DB. Banquet time, you kind of feel yep. like, all right, it's it's time to go. Like we're we're getting close. Everybody's catching the fever, kind of thing, and it's it's 
getting close. What banquet? Can you freshen me up there? The, like the you, does football not have a banquet where it's like a preseason kind of like get to? No, this is a pretty unique to ECU baseball deal. Okay, so basically wow. it's it's like a baseball banquet where we'll have you know the coaches will speak, um, the players will go up on stage, say their name, where they're from, position, mm. just kind of get the fans to get to know them a little bit, and then. We'll have two keynote speakers. In years past, we've had like Alec Burleson and the COVID years were because we couldn't have anybody. It was all no. like digital and stuff. But this year we have Gavin Williams and Mike Harrington. And then we'll have normally two to three players speak this year. We have four. It'll be me, Carter Cunningham, Jacob Starling, and Justin Wilcoxon. They'll speak, kind of say their stories, whatever. And then um, pre, we'll have like a little poster signing thing to where you can kind of come by everybody you know meets shakes hands kisses babies the whole thing so nice. it's kind of cool but yeah fans get to sit at the table with the players yep. they enjoy that oh, and the, well, i think y'all cool. enjoyed that too right yeah, yeah. it was cool it's kind of weird I, last year i sat with dixon's parents so it's just <laughs> like oh, i mean okay <laughs> it's just a little odd but it was cool it was nice yeah it's cool and uh, the, the baseball, ECU baseball, does feel like a big extended family with the jungle, with yeah, the no megaphones, doubt, no with doubt. the yeah. students and what they do in right field. Yeah. Like it's all, um, it's all part of it. And we heard the word culture a lot. I talked to Mully earlier, and people can say it and repeat it, but it really feels genuine when you guys talk about the culture that has been built here. And Danny, you came in as a young guy picked it up learned it and now you are passing that along to the next generation right yeah i mean i can remember when shank was a young freshman and we were like attached at the hip almost because i was trying to kind of carry him along and get him to kind of you know understand what it takes to be a college baseball player especially here um you know i remember vividly after he got done pitching in the second game of the super regional he was obviously extremely upset as we all were and i went over to him I'm like hey we might need you tomorrow. So it's one of those things where it's just those comfortable conversations that normally are uncomfortable just because of the relationships we build and how close we are. And I'm doing it. Shank's doing it. And his entire class is doing it and carrying it on to the younger guys because we have a pretty big freshman pitching class, I guess. Um, but, you know, we've done a great job and they're all kind of bought in. So Yeah, well, I, the, the, the transition from a, a younger guy to an older guy, kind of uh, somewhere in the middle there. But uh, how does your responsibility grow uh, as you go through the years as a baseball player here it grows a ton um people expect more out of you uh coaches expect more out of you and you kind of expect out of yourself to be able to lead these young guys along and show them the path and so they don't have to make the mistakes that you made so we can nip that in the bud and uh have them contribute early uh why it will be basically chilling saturday you got to talk though right yeah you got to talk to the crowd yeah sure do i'm not nervous don't pretend you're nervous i'm telling you like (laughs) this is normal for me because it's where like we're having a conversation when i get in front of bigger people i'm like oh boy here we go i will say this even brian bailey when we talked to him said he doesn't get nervous speaking ever anymore but for some reason does at the ecu baseball so weird i don't (laughs) get it because i was i was sitting with coach godwin and parker bird last year at our little you know sp's whatever the gold Gold speeds that's right And I was presenting an award with one of the soccer players, and I'm sitting up there, like, shaking, reading Keaton's stats. And I'm like, why am I so nervous right now? But it's because there's so many people just staring at you like this. Yeah, yesterday you jumped up in the chair and were like, what's up, guys? Yeah, because I'm just chatting. It's like a normal (laughs) conversation, but it gets more than, like, 20 people. I'm like, oh, God. So I've always asked, like, guys returning, uh, when did Connor Norby speak? Was that last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Um, And he was not much of a talker, but... He talked about how much he had thought about it, written it out, all that. So, are you going freestyle Eminem, or are you absolutely uh, not? <laughs> I would ramble or keep it way too short. So, I've got a little, 
I've wrote it out and I've practiced it a couple times. I was actually talking to Star about his the other day because he was like, "You think yours is a good one? I'm not gonna say mine's bad." You know, it's <laughs> like, so I mean, I've practiced it a couple times. Still got iron some stuff out, but excited, nervous, anxious, all three. So uh, we get back to baseball. I talked to Austin Knight recently and learned about his background a little bit. He was destined. <clears throat> he was born to be a coach. Talked about his uh, all of his family. That his dad's nuts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the coaching and his family background. And he's a young guy, why? But when you talk to him, seems a lot older and wiser beyond his years. So, what are uh, the conversations like with Coach Knight with you, and, and how much can you get from him day to day? Um, I would say there's a serious side and a uh, joking side. Uh, at different times, it comes out, but during practice, we're serious. After practice or uh, before practice really starts, we can kind of joke around a little bit, but. I've learned a ton from him. I think uh, everybody on the pitching staff can say that. Uh, without him, we probably aren't where we are today. What has the, uh, the conversation been like in specific to your, your pitching, adding pitches, uh, perfecting what you already throw this offseason? What have you kind of worked on with him to improve upon? Uh, for me, it was huge. My freshman year, I kind of went through the ringer with him. We changed a ton of stuff. Um, I was throwing a four seam and then turned me into a sinker guy, turned me into a slider guy, and uh, kind of just evolved from there. So he's changed me, and he's made me better for sure. DB, how about you? You've been around here a while now, so what have you done this offseason to improve? Just, I mean, embellished, not embellished, but embraced the kind of trying to work and continue on the stuff I already had before. It was just trying to make those things better and sharpen them up a little bit because I think AK kind of said yesterday their tools were already there. It was just one of those things where to make them even better than they already were, we're just going to open up the opportunities and the room for air a little bit as the season goes along. Um, obviously, getting more mobile and more stronger is always a priority, but I think the big thing, at least for now in the late fall, was just to sharpen the sharpen the pitches up mechanically, and uh, yeah, that's it's pretty much it. Bryce, uh, football guys are like before the game jacked up and everything. You've kind of said you were you were pretty yeah. chill, right? Yeah, for pretty the most cool. Part, just kind of held it in, but you still got the hey, you know, hit a headbutt a guy or you know, getting a guy uh, do all that. I don't, how about baseball? Like, do you want to? How jacked up do you want to be before yeah. a game before you go in compared to how, you know, you mentioned the word. Um, we were talking about meditating yesterday yeah. or the mental side. So, yeah. so how does that balance uh, in a baseball standpoint? I think I think Shank and I are like two opposite ends of the spectrum. For I sure. feel like Shank is one of those guys that gets like wide eyed, bush tailed, a lot of caffeine, ready to go. <laughs> I'm more of the kind of laid back, just kind of relax, get up there and do whatever. Like Shank's like almost dancing up there as he's coming through his motion. I'm just kind of relaxed, and I think it's good to have both. I kind of mentioned yeah. it yesterday where it's it's definitely different variances of looks and you know tendencies or whatever on the staff is what makes it great so shank being up there like intimidating like dancing at you and me just kind of like <laughs> going through not going through the motions but just being way more relaxed i think is good but it's it's funny to see from guy to guy because yeah. like i said it's completely different sitting across the table from and there's no right answer to it as long as it's genuine as long as it works you. yeah <laughs> uh does cliff or anybody give a like a pre-game pep talk before you guys head out yeah, so we'll meet in the team room and uh, kind of just get ourselves hyped up, watch a watch a video, and uh, get going, listen to some music, and then head on out there. Speaking of videos, can't wait to see the 
before the Pirates take the field video this year. Oh, I'm excited. To, we haven't filmed it yet, or at least I don't think we have for like this. They didn't call guys. you. You weren't a part of it. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not. Yeah, no, I'm not important enough. But I am excited too. Those are always it's always cool to see that for the first time. I think we normally show it at the banquet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But either way, I'm really excited for that. It's gonna be uh, fun this Saturday at the banquet and uh, getting ready for some baseball in February. Bryce, got any baseball questions for the guys? Or non-baseball uh, uh Well, I was pondering on those. You mentioned uh, your pitches. Like, what uh, – well, there's a few. Like, what's your favorite pitch and yours? Uh, y'all Great question. Like, what's your kind of like, okay, this is going to be a – a, it's not an ace, and X. Yeah, well, what's another – don't y'all like little terms for K? strikes? A K? A I mean, strikeout? I a K. I didn't know if y'all had any slang terms <laughs> other than a K and a strikeout for baseball. But, like, what would be <laughs> like y'all sort of go to? Um, my go-to pitch is probably the slider. Mm. Uh, I got a little bit of a lower arm slot, so it kind of is more like a sweeper almost. Mm. But uh, that's the pitch I like to throw. And that you have to explain to me what a slider does. That, look, that's that's a good <laughs> question. I'm, I'm... What is a slider? So a slider uh, kind of just slides. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it starts, well said. Like starts high or starts and for a right-handed hitter, um, it's going to go away from the batter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Maybe start. Where do you start the slider? Where do you want it to start and end? It's it's different for uh, where you're trying to throw the pitch, but uh, for me, I usually try and start at a batter's hip, like a righty's hip, and let it do the work. Um, mm. If it's a lefty, I'm probably starting at middle and trying to end it back foot. And Bryce uh, said when uh, Coach Palumbo was on, you're afraid you were kind of afraid of the baseball, right? I'm afraid, which of is that. ironic as a football player. Yeah. He's scared of the baseball, mm. but. For you, Definitely. that would be... Those little things hurt, dude. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My face is covered up in football, and I got pads everywhere. But that would be a nightmare for you, because if Wyatt works it the way he wants to, it's almost coming at you. Right. So I'm just going to fall to the ground. So. <laughs> and it's going to land right in that inside yeah. corner. Uh, how about you, DB? What's your uh, your go-to? Slider, too. I mean, I it feel like slider. it's just one of those things where if you execute it and throw it the right way, it's practically unhittable. Like, it's... With Bryce, I throw from here. So it's a little lower. It's like sidearm almost. So when I throw it, it's starting, if you're a right-handed hitter, it's starting behind you already when I'm releasing it. Uh, and then it goes around. It's like it's almost like a Frisbee. It comes right. out and then comes back in. So if you're starting it, say I throw it behind you, it's just right down the middle for a strike. If it's starting like inner third of the plate, it's way away and you're looking to get a swing and a miss. So it's... It's perfect for you because you're scared yeah. of the ball, so you just right. get out of the way every time. Yeah, <laughs> He'd rather see a fastball, I think, yeah. down the middle. Um, Tyler's asking a question. We're all adults here. Uh, we did talk about what pitcher had the uh, the slider-cutter uh, mix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony. You, you know what they called that? Tony Bob. Slider cutter mix. How would you combine Combine the two words. Slutter. There There she is. We talked about that yesterday uh, during media day and Tyler asking what that pitch is. Uh, But somebody was talking about it at media day yesterday. It would have been, I guess, Trey, maybe? Maybe. I'm not sure. I think Root throws one. Okay, it would have been Root then. A, a lefty. Lefty slaughter. A little different than a, than a righty. Yeah. I feel like it's different for a lot of people. Like, I know Landon Gins last year was more down, so it would, like, move kind of like that, as opposed oh. to Zach's, where his is more horizontal. So it's different for everybody. Everybody's got different variations of it, but it is it is a funny name. And so another question, you know, with uh, obviously me catching football, I mean, it's, I got, I got to get to look at one little thing. Are y'all focused solely on the glove? Or is it kind of a natural, um, what's the thing for it? Muscle memory of where the ball needs to go? Or what's that? Like, are you dead staring at the glove? It depends on the pitch, I think. Oh, okay. um, 
if I'm throwing a slider, like I said, I'm, I'm aiming at the batter. Mm-hmm. So, But if I'm throwing a fastball, say I'm trying to throw it away to a righty, I'll probably be looking at like a catcher's shoulder. Okay. Yeah. So mm. just whatever works, you just got to figure it out what right. works for you. Yeah, it's definitely an eyesight thing. Just yeah. got to look and figure out, okay, if I look here, here's where it's going to end up. If I look here, here's where it's going to end up. So it's just different for everybody. Right. How difficult is it <clears throat> to basically mess up on purpose? And by that, I mean it's 0-2. And you want to throw a bad pitch? You throw. A you're good trained one. to throw a good pitch. <laughs> yeah. So is it is it hard to throw a bad pitch when you're trying to? Because you're, yeah, eighty five ninety percent of the time you're trying to throw strikes. How difficult? Because we can see, we can say after the fact, why did he serve it up on yeah, 0-2? Well, yeah. clearly he didn't mean to do that. Uh, so how, how difficult is that? I feel like we practice it enough to where it's not going to happen often now of course it's going to happen because it's sports and that's just the way it goes so when people get on our tail about it it's like you do out here you get out here and do it kind of thing but we practice it enough to like execute those kind of pitches and those counts where it it doesn't happen very so y'all build a count so is it ball strike or strike ball (laughs) ball strike ball strikes o2 you say no balls two strikes you're you're wanting to throw a pitch to get a guy to chase it like oh, you know what I'm saying? Do not give him a chance, like because you've no got more opportunities gonna... to strike him out. Right, right. You can okay. waste a pitch a little bit because there's right. you want to throw a pitch, but there's no way he's making contact with it. Oh. How about for you, Wyatt? Is it is it difficult or like Danny said, you practice it so much? I think it's the same answer as Danny's. Uh, we practice it pretty much every day. Um, hmm. We kind of go through our pre-throw stuff, and then when we get out and play catch, we can work on all that stuff in catch play. So if we want an extended pitch, then we're going to execute it and we're going to keep just keep doing it with all of our pitches, you know, whatever you're throwing. Uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward and Ryan McChrystal were here and I asked him about guys tipping pitches for the opposing team. And he said, Yeah, you can pick up on it quite a bit. Asked uh, Austin Knight about it yesterday. How much do you guys uh, talk about that, go over that, making sure that uh, the opposing team doesn't know what's coming due to I heard glove placements a thing like yeah. a lot of different things there's a lot tell. of we so we actually have a sheet that we do during skirmishes and we tra- we have guys that chart them and there's cues for literally everything it wow. could be breathing it could be gloves it could be eyes it could be the way you come set the way you look <laughs> and the older you get I think the more you know savvy vet you get a little bit with it where yeah. you can kind of see more things often and I know I've gotten pretty good at it. I know there's a bunch of juniors that are really good at it too, but it's just teaching. It's a, it goes along with those teaching the younger guys things where you can kind of see those things. But I think we work on it enough again, where we're conscious to, you know, we're veteran enough to where we can see it in our own players where it's like, Hey, you're doing this. And then they fix it within a week and it's hmm. over and done with. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Did you ever have an issue with that wide or is that something you've always been pretty good at? Uh, I think I've always been pretty good at it. I like to try and pick some signs. I think it was my freshman year where we picked Jay Connor one time in the purple gold. So mm. that, that was pretty fun. And uh, me and Jaden Winter usually are at the end of the dugout trying to pick some stuff up. We got, we've been successful a few times. Like even like during a game for the opposing team? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. It really is ruining because it's like, oh my God, we figured it out. And, <laughs> and you don't have to tell them. You can just use it against them. And that's the best part because yeah. you can let the uh, offense know. And it's like, all right. Crack the cool. code. Yeah. Hey, that's great. They're code crackers. A lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of little things, Bryce, more yeah. than just throwing a ball in. Most definitely. Ball, right? That's what I was going through in my head. I said, dang, I used to think baseball was just, uh, get three strikes, hit the ball, and <laughs> run around. Call it a day. Don't get out. Call it a day. But y'all got shifts and nuances to pick up on start building the count. So the shift has been banned in Major League Baseball. Is there still a shift in college baseball? 
I think so. I don't yeah. think. I don't think it's. I mean, I know we've done it in the preseason, so I'm assuming yeah. we wouldn't be practicing if there still wasn't one. So, uh, people love to get mad at the oh shift. Now, when it works, nobody really says anything. Exactly. But when some guy hits a dribbler to a short where the guy would have yeah. been, yeah. I, and pitcher, I'm sure y'all get pissed off we've, too. But we've all been victims of it. We've <laughs> all been catching ourselves being like, God dang it! But you know, it is. It is what it is. It's part of the game. Um, I saw Josh Groves yesterday. It's good to see him. Uh, he. I went over some of the home runs he gave up last year. <laughs> and, well, he'll bring them up himself. He'll say, man, that was it against North Carolina. That the w- guy hit the, one. Yeah, when yeah. Honeycutt hit one over the lights. Yeah. yeah. That was a. Uh, but he said uh, almost all the home runs he allowed were his fault. Like, he was like, oh, yeah. Bad no, pitch. No. That was me. Oh, yeah. That was. So, how about, like, sometimes you got to tip the cap when you throw a good pitch. But how? what percentage of the home runs you allow are your fault, would you say? Like, not, I know you'd have to. Probably, I'm going like 90%. I was about to say really? 80, it's, it's 80 to 90. I was talking to Trey the other day because I don't know how it came up, but I saw it on X. They were talking about um, Vandebrake, who plays for Carolina, when Trey pitched against them here. Trey threw a ball like 94 at his collarbone, basically, and he turned on it and hit it in the jungle. And Trey was like, that's the, like the best pitch I've ever thrown. Like, how did, how did he hit that? <laughs> right. And it's one of those things where it's like sometimes you make a good pitch and he still hits it. But a lot of, if y'all are doing your part more times than not, they're it's, not going to hit it. It's going to be in our favor. Hitting is yeah. really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Good stuff. All right, gentlemen. Um, what's the schedule like at the banquet this Saturday? When your first official practice this week? Friday. 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 Yep. All right. Good All right. stuff. There we go. What is uh, practice like for uh, you arms? What are you guys going to be doing? Uh, well, this weekend, the first official practice will end up being a scrimmage. So we'll okay. go Friday, Saturday, Sunday with that. And then we'll just kind of do, you know, the normal game day routine where it's BPIO. Fans will be in the stands. So it'll be pretty cool. Um, and then next week, we'll do weekdays where it's, you know, we're working with the infielders on picks and infield stuff. And then yeah. take BP. Yeah. Defense, so, all of it. Yeah, we're excited. Good stuff. Looking forward right to it, gentlemen. Thank you all for hanging out. Uh, coming up tomorrow on the show, Jake Hunter Ooh, will be joining there us. There it is. The dancing man. We'll, uh, we'll talk some baseball with Jake. Coming up next, the captain, Shane Carden, will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line. We'll switch gears, talk a little Pirate football. When we return, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. And... 
The Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday kick off the day with uh, the Buck and the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TVs so you don't miss any of the playoff games. They have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Bryce Williams hanging out. Throwing some fastballs at the baseball That's players. That's right. Great questions, Bryce. Enjoyed you, that with Danny Beal and Wyatt lunsford Shingman. Pirate baseball coming up next month. And uh, pretty soon we'll be gearing up for some spring football as well. And uh, let's talk to a former Pirate great, the captain. Shane Carden joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Shane, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, guys. How you guys doing? Golly, boy. Sounds good. Uh, we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce just gets uh, so chipper and the biggest smile uh, he hears no. from his quarterback. Oh, uh, my pen. Yep. <laughs> Shane. It's good talking to Bryce. Cliff, you're just, just the added bonus there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just the facilitator. I dish it and let y'all do all the work. Um, Shane, though, I, I heard uh, old Bryce said you've been fired up about what East Carolina's been doing this offseason. And boy, did they need it. Um, I'll I tell you what, before we talk about what's new, uh, we'll talk about Donnie Kirkpatrick, who Bryce uh, has talked a lot about over the weeks. Donnie out as offensive coordinator, but Shane, uh, man, he's got a, a legacy here at East Carolina, coached a lot of great players, a ton of great receivers, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you're going to say the same thing about him. Everybody else has said uh, just a great guy and uh, was a really good coach here for ECU. Yeah, 100%. I think the, the biggest um, thing that you saw when that happened, you saw the ex-players that had uh, he had coached reach out and just said great things about him um, between the social media posts and, and talking on radio shows. And I think that speaks uh, more about than anything, right? When your foreign players are coming back out when something like that happens and just speaking so highly about you, I mean, that's, that's what you want as a coach. And, um, you know, when you're, you're feeling that way about a coach that, you know, has gotten fired, um, you know, you want to reach out and you want to give him his love and, and appreciation because, you know, he was a big part of what we did when I was there. And, you know, we spent obviously a lot of time with him. I spent a lot of time with them between the receiver room and quarterbacks and just making sure everyone on the same page and uh, just a heck of a coach and someone that, you know, he and his wife actually end up getting pretty close to to my family and my parents. And, and I know they always asked about him. And when I went and visited, uh, you know, two years ago, they were, they were asking about Donnie and um, Donnie was asking about my folks and, you know, it was, it was really a family and I was there and it's tough to see him go. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I sounds like he's going to go enjoy some retirement and uh, he, he deserves it. And Shane, with him out, that means you need to fill that spot. John David Baker in as offensive coordinator of the Pirates. I'll be honest, I didn't know anything about him before I heard his name in the coaching search for the first time. Um, You probably were the same, but uh, how about what you've learned from JDB and uh, and what he'll bring to this East Carolina offense next year? Man, fired up. Fired up. And you look at, like... I'm somebody in my life and coaching for anything I've ever done. Like if there's any little problems, like it's, let's fix it. You know, it's like my wife asked me, Hey, you know, a question about something that needs to be done. Like, oh, let's fix it. You know, and as we know, you know, they, they may not want to answer. They may just want you to feel bad. But, hey man, let's fix this thing. And uh, man, to hear Baker talk and hear everything he wants to do and his confidence. And I mean, obviously what we did when I was there, just playing fast and the way he's talking about that, man, just, just got me so excited. And, you know, when you're having little problems on offense here and there, what does what what's Coach Houston do? I mean, there's nothing else you can do right now other than go out in the transfer portal 
and go get some coaches that, you know, seem like they are a great fit. And right now you you have to think that Baker's a great fit, but you absolutely know Coach Mags is an outstanding fit. And to get Coach Mags back in that room, man, um, again, it's probably what kind of started me in Bryce Texas, and then all of a sudden it was, you know, transfer this guy and this guy and this guy that we get it into here in a minute. But just to go back to that coaching, I mean, I love what Baker's saying. I love what he's bringing. Um, you know, to be an old Miss, the offense they were running there, you know, because I always like watching, uh, you know, spread fast offenses and Lane Kiffin and what he's been doing. So to kind of know he'll have a touch of that and then to hear what he's been saying in his interviews, I mean, it's just, yeah, I know it's like winter and baseball's coming up and baseball's been kicking butt, but it's like we got to be fired up about kind of what's going on right now with this football and, and spring ball and fall coming up. Most definitely. Um, I wish you could have been uh, in me with that segment when – the, you know, John David Baker was in here, and I was picking his brain. I'm sure it's fine to say. And I said, "Well, what's you know an example of something you're going to be running?" And uh, I feel like you, if I say what was one of our favorite pass plays, um, that he gave me an example that um, he's going they're going to be running. Um, what what do you think? What play do you think it is? Say it's like you know third and long, Hardy's in the slot. Um, what what pass play do you think it is? I feel like you're gonna guess. Are we, are we talking about the Y pop there over the middle, the long play action to the outside zone and over the middle? Or? Uh, we did actually love Y pop. Maybe it was a little deeper. Um, Talk, are we talking the Y drag concept '95? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Did that only second guess, baby? Yeah. So he he brought that up, and uh, so as soon as he said that, I said, "Bud, we're going we're gonna be on fire." Um, him him picking that. So definitely excited about. It. I knew you loved having that play called, and like leading into the quarterbacks. Obviously, you and I have talked about. Um, you know, with the you know with our two portal quarterbacks, you know the freshmen coming in, and of course you know we've got the guys who were here last year. But I mean, obviously, what are your thoughts on you know the guys that we've picked up in the portal? Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's awesome, right? You you have Hauser there from Michigan State with some with some big time playing uh, time there and playing in a big uh, big school, and then is that confirmed? We got Garcia. Is that in? Uh yeah, he he's in. We got yeah. Garcia there, yeah. and you talk about two guys that. You know, want to resurrect kind of what they've been doing. I'm assuming they went to both those bigger schools to to play a big time ball, and they're coming here to go compete. Probably seeing Baker come in here and be all right. We're going to throw the ball around. Um, there's been a lot of successful quarterbacks and and pass happy spread offense that run you know run a lot of plays, and those guys have to be just looking at their chops and be right competition. And uh, that's awesome, man. Iron shapes iron, and, and they got to get each other better. And in a time right now where you know there are a lot of transfers, it's got the starters. Like, right, why don't you guys go get it? One of you guys support the other guy um, and be ready to go. And then you look at the the young guy we got coming in, Cole. I mean, all the, the stuff that's been you know, said about him and this and that. My only thing to Cole is, like, man, stick it out. Like, you're going to have two guys older than you that you can learn from. Very similar to me learning from Dominique Davis, which was the absolute best thing for me. Um, you know, you look back, you get in there, and Bryce, I'm sure you felt the same way. But you get in there first year, and you're like, hey, I, you know, I can play. I can start. I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, looking back, you're like, Damn, thank God I wasn't because I probably wouldn't have been as good as I was. And, uh, you know, Coleman, hang in there, learn, go be on scout team, man. Go learn how to just compete against like the number one defense with not number one guys, get knocked around a bit. And, uh, man, I, I know there's gonna be some tough days in that. And there's enough people I'm sure still around that program. Cole, get my number, man. Happy to talk to you. Happy to tell you about kind of what you can do on scout team, right? Cause I learned how to do a lot of that ad-libbing and throwing on the run and kind of making plays out of nothing on scout teams. And I had two years to learn all about that. But 
Um, it's a heck of a time if you treat it the right way. And I just think it's such a good situation for Mike that he's put himself in that program with a new OC, with two old quarterbacks who want to go compete, and a young guy who can learn from those guys. And that's how you sustain and build a program, you know, in that QB room. And it's set up really nice. You know, we just – you got to make sure those guys buy in. you got to make sure these younger guys, you know, or those older guys are really helping out Cole when he needs it. And, and Cole's really, you know, absorbing all the information. I mean, I remember sitting in our QB room and uh, later on, and Kurt Benker's sitting there and it's like, dude, that guy had a cannon – uh, he's a total stud. We, like, I knew he was going to be good. And, uh, you know, he, he pushed me at times to be better, you know, just knowing how good he was. And, and he would just absorb everything, ask a bunch of questions. And, you know, it's just it's just a really good situation I think we're in right now. And that's what me and Bryce were talking about the other day, just how fired up I was on, on really setting up a, uh, a program uh, QB room. Shane Carden joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Shane, can you uh, hang with us through a break and, and come back and talk with us? I got some time. All right, good. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll have another uh, 10 or 15 with Shane Carden on the other side as uh, I admit he's starting to fire me up a little bit. (laughs) More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Bryce Williams alongside Shane Carden on the Pirate Radio Live Line talking about what East Carolina has done this offseason to bolster an offense that really struggled in 2023 and we talked to shane about some of the the newcomers uh he seems really fired up about john david baker the offensive coordinator and bryce as you mentioned uh he joined us here in the studio we were talking about some of uh, the philosophies and you know he's picked up stuff from the the mike leach tree and also some of the baylor principles but shane uh sounds like like all offenses he wants the the run game to be important and we remember the high-flying ecu offenses when you were here but think about ventavius cooper and breon allen and what you guys were able to do in the run game and how much uh, a, a brutal uh, you know a successful awesome passing game can really help out a run game we saw that go hand in hand with your offenses from east carolina sounds like that's what john david baker wants to do here yeah, and I think any offense you're running, right, it always starts up front, whatever, whatever you're doing. I mean, if you're really passing a lot, you still got to mix in enough run. And there was always conversations, even when we were kind of tight in games or even having to come back, you know, with Riley McSilent, hey, we still got to run the ball. You know, we really got to run the ball to hold that defense, make them honest. And, uh, you know, you look at a lot of our plays, like our outside zones really set up that long pop pass me and Bryce were just talking about earlier um, where we got kind of hardy working back across the field or you look at a lot of those, uh, you know, red zone touchdowns we have, 
flip back, flip back zone, play action, get a nice little, uh, you know, bang post behind that safety. Um, but yeah, run game is a huge part. I mean, one of my favorite plays that I can really remember when we were there is, is one that I wasn't, you know, even throwing the ball it was that third and forever hand the ball off to Breon yeah. uh, against UNC and it goes for a touchdown. You have like linemen running down uh, 40 yards blocking our receivers pancaking someone in the end zone. I believe that was Jones and, and like that's that's where it all starts. You get receivers blocking like that. You get live and run down the field. I mean, I show that clip to my team almost once a year. It's like, hey man, that's what like the effort needs to look like. And if you get effort like that in the run game, everything else kind of comes after that. So I, I love that that even with you know wanting to run 100 plays a game or whatever his goal is or how fast, like it's got to start with the run game. Uh, Bryce, uh, we talked throughout the season, wanted to see more maybe creativity with this <laughs> offense and. Right. Um, even if you are running the same stuff over and over, yet kind of giving it a different look, pre-snap, right, or, or motion or something. Mm. So, uh, you know, how can how can just simple things like that help out an offense? And, and where did you guys do some of yeah, that? Yeah, we did a lot of shifting. You know, I obviously would start, you know, in the backfield next to Shane, and then, you know, Shane would give some cue, and I'd, you know, either move to a slot or move just right off the tackle, or I'd move on the line and do all that. So, I mean, it definitely – um, I think definitely helps, you know, Shane as well to figure out if it's a man zone, you know, if someone's moving along with me um, on that end. And then, you know, any type of creativity and, you know, uh, cleverness, I guess you could say, with moving guys around, um, as you know, can be helpful. And I think mainly for, well, of course, the skill guys and stuff to know maybe what route or what um, or how to run the route if it's a man or zone. And then obviously for the quarterback to know, you know, what's going on. Yeah, Shane, did you did, you want to see more of that? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, with, with Bryce, too, I mean, we went so fast, we would do trick plays without motion. I mean, we would fast pace, fast pace, and all of a sudden, Bryce is lined up as a left tackle position, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Side, next to the guard, and our tackle's over, and we're playing so fast, they don't even know what's going on, <laughs> and we get them wide open. I mean, so when you start playing fast, you get a lot more base defenses. And a lot of times you don't need to do as many motions, right? Then all of a sudden you slow it down, hit a shift motion. They haven't seen a lot of that. Then they can't do as much switching off or they can't, you know, um, deceive you as well, right? Because they kind of have to be what they're in. Then all of a sudden you shift. They got to already be there. So I just I – lo- I love speed. And I think when you start mixing, mixing, in, mixing in other things like that, it's very hard to fit. So that's what's got Shane fired up too. Is John David Baker talking about going fast right. so much and yeah. uh, something we really didn't see with this offense? I'm calling plays. I'm calling plays, and I got guys who are playing both ways the whole game. I can't go the speed, you know. That yeah. I'm accustomed to or wanted to. So <laughs> we start talking fast face off, and so I'll go. he's a caged tiger. He's wanting to get out. <laughs> Uh, Shane Carr and joining us. Who, uh, tell everybody, uh, Shane, about your, your coaching career and what's going on. Uh, give us an update on that. Yeah, man, we're, we're, we're trucking away. we got a couple guys going to college in the last few years. Um, we had a bunch of guys leave this year. Um, so definitely a rebuilding year. I'm going to have to get pretty creative with the offense. Probably won't be as much spread. We've got a few more running backs. So I'm, I'm diving into some of these old old guy coaches about the scrum and the, and the uh, wing T stuff. And I'm going to start mixing in and Man, just getting creative, having fun with it. Um, that's that's kind of what it's all about. And, uh, you know, we'll see how we do this year. Uh, Shane, watching uh, ESPN right now, and they're uh, previewing the conference championship games. How about the, the quarterbacks left? You got Lamar, who's trying to make a name for himself in the playoffs. He's now 2-3 and three after the win last week. You got Mahomes, who's never not been to an AFC championship since he took over at quarterback. 
I I still don't know what Brock Purdy is. Is he just a product of the system there in San Fran? Uh, and you got Jared Goff trying to get back to a Super Bowl uh, with the line. So how about these QBs, and uh, and who do you see, see advancing to the Super Bowl? Man, that's, uh, I mean, they all got a little chip on their shoulder at this point, right? Everyone counted the Chiefs out. Lamar has been told he can't win playoffs games. Purdy thinks he, you know, everyone thinks Purdy's just a system guy. Um, I mean, and then Goff, right? He's been totally written off. And so, all great stories. I would love to see Detroit go do it. Um, I think right now, the, the who played the best last week and the Ravens just look incredible. Um, so, I would have to pick the Ravens right now, but, you know, I'd love to see, I'd love to see Detroit win it all. Bryce, uh, you got any buddies left? I know that's how you pick your games. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you guys with Jared Goff, you know, I was with him yeah. in LA. So, and I'm with Shane there. You know, with um, uh, Detroit, you know, getting getting there. Um, what do you guys think about Dan Campbell? Uh, Shane, is that a guy you'd like to play for? <laughs> Yeah, that's just that's like that's like Bryce coaching and like, <laughs> like when Bryce goes that's gonna be Bryce coaching. You know, I just there's like I mean he was excited, but you know, yeah. just two oh yeah. There. Yeah, most definitely. And then I'm for Dan Campbell. And I had a good chance to meet him. So and he was a cool guy when he was with the Saints. So um, like I said, I think Detroit would be be fun man that uh that place would be wild if they could get to a super bowl yeah. shane card joining us uh about to wrap it up bryce uh you got anything else for your old qb oh gosh i could ponder some things <laughs> i just good to hear his voice it is yeah, it, it is, is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta ask you guys is it is it i mean it's gotta get some energy around that football program right now like i said i mean like, we got a lot of other things going on you right now but there's got to be good energy with everything happening there right now. i'm kind of shocked shane i mean we went through a season that was bad we went through fifth quarters where and you know how it is the <laughs> first thing you do is uh the easiest thing to do is say fire this guy right get rid of him uh mike houston can't win here with the, with his own players all that stuff uh it has completely turned on its head shane there are people a lot of folks just like you now who uh, love what has been done this off season and and i love where you said hey if there's a problem fix it you know don't kind of sugarcoat it let's let's get to the issues let's correct these issues that's what this off season has been uh from mike houston who has kind of admitted hey last year uh definitely won't good enough can't happen again he has said that exact thing it won't happen again so uh yes yeah, shane it, it's been flipped since that last game uh to where we are now there is a uh some light at the end of this tunnel here now we hadn't seen it on the field yet but there are a lot of people excited well it's like what you can control right now is yeah. what he's been doing right that's all you can do so i you got to do it to that and then uh you know hopefully bryce can get out there and scout him up in spring ball and bryce can give us a report and tell yeah. us what's happening yeah, oh yeah, most of it. I'm definitely, uh, you know, playing. I got to hit up Mags, um, obviously to see him, and then hopefully I can slide out there. Heck, maybe I'll even try and get out there during one of their hell weeks, you know, this winter during winter workouts. But uh, definitely in the spring ball um, will be fun to be. Well, he lost uh, his fishing buddy, Trip Weaver, Shane, so I got to find him a new fishing buddy so we can get him a, a man on the inside to get yeah. the details. <laughs> I, I got to do Mags. Would give him a little love at this point. Yeah, right. we'll, I, I would think so. We'll get Mags out of there. Yeah, right. I got to hit up Mags. <laughs> Shane, uh, great to hear from you, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you again down the road. Yep. See you guys. Have a good one. There's See the there. captain. Yep. Shane Carden, or as you call him, Penn. Penn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll take our final break. We'll come back, get ready to wrap it up here on a Tuesday. 
uh a 60 second pirate radio outdoors with bryce williams yeah. when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a mixed day on the stock market. The Dow fell 96 points. It closed at 37,905. The NASDAQ, however, was up, up 65 points. At 15,425, the S&P was also up 14 at 4,864. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors at 756-6900 today in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now, back to the show. Wrapping it up, uh, Bryce, anything uh, to update us on Pirate Radio Outdoors, boss? Yes, thank goodness I was able to get out there last Wednesday to duck hunt. We went out to Cedar Island with some open water hunting and was able to shoot some redheads, buffalo heads, some scooters, and bluebills. So We all know what that is, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, ducks. Okay. Yeah. I was able to shoot some ducks. So we only have, golly, I guess a week from tomorrow. So hopefully I can at least get one in, maybe two hunts. I don't know. Duck hunting's always a little tricky, but next year... I'm going to have my own rig somehow. All right. Yes, yeah, so I'd love to get out there. Bryce, good to catch up with your buddy Shane. That was fun. And course. talk some baseball. I know. We had we've a busy a, hour. We've had a loaded day. <laughs> that we have. Tuesdays at 5. Can't you know what? I'm going to give you the rest of the week off. <laughs> you know what, Cliff? That's great. We'll, we'll see I you next Tuesday. That. All right. Congratulations, Zach. He won the intern battle today. Delaney and Alex, you'll have your opportunity next week. Uh, good luck to y'all. Shirley, we'll see you tomorrow. Sean, we'll see you mañana as well. Three o'clock Wednesday on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.